the Mission Control Podcast, recorded at the Hen House Rehearsal Studios. What is this one? Book your room today <laughs> at thehenhouse.com.au. I actually thought this was a short intro. <laughs> mm. Let's leave it. Leave it this long one. It's fine. Mm, I like it. Oh. Sounds like something important's about to happen. Like, it's like the fucking news or some shit. <laughs> Space Breaking news. news. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is why you're always playing it again. <laughs> we, we picked this one just for you. Oh, sweet. This is just for you, Brendan. Yeah. Loving it. Oh. Let's just take a moment to soak it up. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Brendan, how you doing? Um, yeah, not too bad. I'm doing okay. Yeah? I had a frustrating couple of days, but that's life, I guess. Like, T- nothing bad. Tell us about your frustrating few days, if you want to. Oh, uh, I don't want to get too... It's, it's, like, it's like death by a thousand cuts. There's like a million things going on, uh, just little things going wrong. Nothing, nothing too bad. I mean, I've had some phone issues, which uh, have been annoying, but like, yeah, nothing. I don't know. I'm, I'm glad to be here. I've got a few drinks, and we're going to have some fun tonight, so... Ooh, no, yeah. we are going to have some fun. Are we allowed to swear on this? Just Fuck yeah. Fucking A. Right, cool. <laughs> no, because I can't help it. Like, I can't help it. You've heard me on stage, right? Yeah. Like, I'm on stage and I'm all like, oh, gee, you know, fuck this and fuck that, motherfuck this, motherfuck that. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even mean to do it. Like, Do you plan what you want to say on stage? I used to, but not anymore. Mm. Not anymore. Um, like, in my first band, like, I was in a band called Dissonant before I was in all this filth. And I remember the first gig, I was like, I'm going to say this between this song and that song. And, and then, like, when, when I started all this filth, I was sort of like, yeah, I plan it loosely. Like, there's a couple things I want to say. I'll put it in there. And now I'm just sort of like, yeah, let's do it. Let's just go out and see how we feel on the night. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah but you, you, you still rehearse what you say. See, now this is kind of awkward because I kind of feel like I have my boss on yeah. the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's better not get weird because yeah, otherwise so, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, so just, just in case anyone doesn't know, Brendan's the singer from All This Filth, which I also play guitar for. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're scraping the bottom of the barrel for guests, so they just thought, like, let's get this motherfucker in. We, we are out of ideas. <laughs> clearly. Yeah, no, clearly. I'm kidding. And that's, that's why I'm here, but, you know, it's, we'll call this episode Scraping the Bottom of the Barrel with ATF. <laughs> the B-Sides. Yeah, the B-Sides. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but we, we've had... Your name's come up, like, quite early on, so... Oh, cool. It's been a while, right? You, yeah. You've always suggested Brendan yeah. for a while. Yeah. 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 Now you can talk shit. Yeah. yeah. And now you're finally here. I'm mean, here, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's a cool little setup you guys got here. I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Is yeah. that, is Did that you... like a leopard or a tiger? It's a leopard, I think. Or a yeah. cheetah. We we forgot to do something. What? You forgot to press play on the cameras? Oh, oh shit. That's all right. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're not... Yeah. Why don't you just do it now? Yeah, we can yeah, do it now. Now, I'll see what happens. Because can do it now. I think the people, I think the people want to see that thing. Because I, I don't. It, I'm pretty sure it's a. I don't know. Oh, that one's gone. It's a, that's a phone. No, I know what that is <laughs> behind the phone on that wall there. Okay, for you people that can't see this at home, there's some sort of cool painting of a like, a, like some sort of big cat. It's like, a big cat. It's definitely a, a, either a cheetah yeah. or a leopard. Yeah, it does have the dots going on on the, on the head. Because yeah. the, the fangs are way too 
large, obviously, to be a cat, I'd like not, a regular cat. You know, I think no, it's, but I was it's thinking maybe it was a tiger at first because I was like, you know. Yeah. No, I think it's a cheetah. Oh, I'm going to go with a cheetah. I'm going to go with a cheetah. I'm going to go leopard just to be different because I think cheetahs are more. No, because cheetahs are sleeker. They've got that sleek look about them. That's that's not sleek. That ain't sleek. That ain't sleek, man. <laughs> that ain't sleek. No, because like you see a cheetah's face, you see him, and then they've got like they don't actually have the dots on their faces most yeah. of the time. They've got that sort of yeah, like, true. Sleek face. So I'm yeah, thinking it's a war, leopard. War paint. Well, didn't we have yeah. Adam Thorne here, and you confirmed that that was a cheetah? Who's Adam Thorne? Or a, le- a leopard? Possibly. Yeah, he's an animal biologist that we had on a couple of episodes. Are you just ago. fucking with me? Because that no, 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 no. That's totally yeah. put me in my place. Then <laughs> <laughs> it's either a cheetah or a leopard. That's what I'm going with. No, I think it's a cheetah. I can't. Really? I can't just remember what he said. Now I'm gonna have to listen to back to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it because now I'm really curious. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway he's back to- <laughs> instead of a cheetah, yeah. yeah. What's been going on? What what, what else is this, is is new? Uh, you got some shows coming up, right? Well, we did we did have a show on Friday uh, that with Frankenbach. Frankenbach mm. was coming over from Victoria for the Vicious Lawless album tour. But unfortunately, last week, uh, well, the week before we got noticed, but it officially got cancelled last week. Okay. I think the rest of the tour is still going ahead. They're just not coming to Perth, which seems to be a bit of a thing. I don't know what it is. I don't, Frank, they just sort of said for personal reasons. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure why it's been cancelled. And they were really cool about it. So there's, you know, and hopefully they'll come back soon and we'll get to play with them um, in the near future. But that's not happening now. So no, no Friday at the at the Boston mm. but yeah. we do have right. we do have a gig we can't announce yet in October yeah. it's in October um I'm not well I'm not allowed to announce it but you know it'll be a good one maybe maybe around a good gig. maybe around Halloween time yeah. maybe we'll dress up who knows oh it's good to bring up Halloween yeah Halloween uh I look I like Halloween I'm not I'm not one of those like we got to do everything like America, but I'm also not one of those people that are like, oh, it's American tradition. Fuck that. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Not like you know, why can't we just just enjoy it? Like, just let's not yeah. argue about it. Like, <laughs> uh, any 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 chance to like party and have a good time? Why the fuck not? Like, just yeah. chill out, man. Like, yeah. Fuck it. I remember trying to when we were like fresh off the boat in the early '90s. I was trying to explain to my mum what Halloween was. Yeah. And she, her understanding of it was basically it's when all the white kids kids came over for food, <laughs> dressed up as, as the horrible creatures. Oh, the white I was like, so she was like, but why are we giving them food? And I'm like, because it's for Halloween. Like you give it out to the kids, yeah. and but for her it was so foreign. Like well, I don't get it. You come over mm. with some food, and they just dress up. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever go? Did you ever go trick or treating as a kid? Um, I went no, once. No, I only went once. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think I did. I think I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not one to dress up either, but that's because at a lot of like Halloween parties and shit, like back in the day, like I used to rock up and people would be like, awesome costume. And I'm like, this is how I dress normally. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I will say back in the day, like, like I'm talking like in the early, late 90s, early noughties. Um, if you remember when like, like new metal was big. I had like like do you remember Mudvayne from like LD fifty era? Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. And they had yeah. like I had uh, Chad had the the crazy spiky hair and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, my hair was like that <laughs> all the time. That's how I just did my hair back then because I was a big Mudvayne fan. I still love that album, but um, so I used to rock out like that. I used to rock up to Halloween parties just dressed in all black and with my hair up like that, blue black <laughs> spikes. And it was like that's a killer costume. I'm like yeah, I'm not dressed up. <laughs> but I, mean, I remember a few times we had um like organized trick-or-treating like the kids as a group like our parents would take the kids up and down the neighborhood to like mm-hmm. certain houses and they had to like each house had to have 
balloons or something to let them know that that was the house to go to. Because oh. if you'd knocked on the wrong door, someone opened the door, what the fuck do you want? Yeah, yeah. that does that does happen <laughs> a bit. I mean, that, that I don't know, that kind of sounds like a good idea, but uh, I think it takes a little bit of the adventure out of it. Yeah. I mean, but then again, it is Australia, and you do get a lot of people like, you know, it's an American thing, get off my fucking porch or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I ever went trick-or-treating. I can't remember anyways, but... But looking forward to this Halloween, and so stay tuned to ATF, and we'll let you know when we're, we're going to dress up. Where we think about dressing up? Yeah, Gordo is already our drummer. Gordo has already bought his mask, so <laughs> that should be cool. But apart from that, we've got we got um, filthy Christmas we do every year, and that's happening Saturday, twenty third of December at the Civic. Um, we're still organising that at the moment, but it's definitely booked in, so put that in your little diaries or yeah. calendars or whatever yeah. it is. See, whenever, whenever it comes to Halloween, I don't know what I would suit dressing up as. I'm kind of, like, relegated to, like, <laughs> two things. A Mexican. A Mexican <laughs> or a guy delivering Chinese food. And that's it. Like, or a samurai or something really, like, stereotypical. I'm like, what, can, what could I wear that... Unless it had a mask, then that would... Actually, I know who I could go as. Joey Jordison. Yeah. If I wore a wig, because I'm like the same height. This is true. And yeah, then, but, but you're skinny. Yeah. And he's fat. Joey, well, he's fat, he's Joey fat used to now. Be he used to be skinny. You could go like Joey Jordison circa 1999. Yeah. Yeah, the, the first slip Yeah, yeah. But get a red jumpsuit. But that's yeah, the, yeah. If, if you walked around by yourself with a red jumpsuit on, people wouldn't get it. So you need yeah. You need like eight other people there. Yeah. (laughs) Nah, I'm sure people will get it. It could be with the the white. Joey wears number one. One. Yeah. yeah. One. Yeah. The old kabuki mask. Yeah. Yeah. Why did he get kicked out of Slipknot? Apparently he breached like a couple of recording contracts or something like that. I heard. I like if you read between the lines. I heard drugs. Like drugs became a big problem with him. Mm. And like I know like. I've seen interviews with Corey Taylor and he's like, oh, you know, we're not saying anything, which I think is kind of cool. Like, you know, keep that shit behind the scenes. Like, mm. nobody needs to know anyone's personal business. I know people want to know this sort of stuff, but, mm. you know. Um, but if you've heard the last Slipknot album, there's some lines in, like, songs like, uh, I think it was AOL. Is it AOL? Or is it a track off the last Slipknot album? I'm not sure. It's a really cool song anyways. And there's some lines in there that are like sort of allude to that Corey actually says I don't want to see another motherfucking brother die so to me if you read between the lines like Paul Gray died drugs right yeah yeah Joe mm. Jordan's not in the band anymore. I'm just saying. There's a couple other lines in there I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, yeah. I I remember I inadvertently cock blocked Joey Jordanson. <laughs> How the hell did you manage that? Oh, with the, the drummer from the Donners? Yes. Yes. Oh, I was there. Oh, no oh way. God. Because I actually I I interrupted um Surge from System for Down and Joey Jordanson talking at the bar. Oh yeah. Because I was drunk and I walk up, what's up? Yeah. And they just looked at me, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. And um Surge just like. Looks at me, looks at Joey, says, I'm, I'm out of here. Like, yeah. mentally, they didn't say yeah. it, was like, I'm out of here, and just, like, walked off. Yeah, yeah. So Joey's stuck with me at the bar, and I'm just fucking, yeah, talking and shit. And because he was chasing Skirt, um, the drummer from the Donners at the time. Yeah. So he was always sort of looking around, and I caught them. I, I don't know, can I say this? Well, will I get in trouble? Yeah, no, I caught them no, 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 you you got to say it now. This yeah. was like Start. 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. fine. Yeah, because um, he, he was he was um, hounding her all night. But I caught up because I 
I, was, I don't know. I was just drunk and talking to him all night. Yeah. Can't, not following him around, just bumping into him. Yeah, yeah sure, he, that's how I went. Bumping into him? Sneaking. Yeah. I, was, I caught him and uh, the drummer from the Donners sneaking into the elevator together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Right. I did see him, uh, both of them, have their arms linked, like walking around the bar. Yeah. I, I, yeah that's all I remember. Yeah. Because that, that was the night we... Because I ran into Paul Gray. Yeah. Uh, and I ended up in a big... Beer talk with Mick Thompson as well, and it ended <laughs> no up way. just being about guitars, yeah, and BC Rich and why he dropped um, BC Rich for Ibanez. So okay. BC Rich can't make a fucking guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, mm. I'm the pretend I understand that reference <laughs> to guitars, but yeah, man. Well, I I had heard that he wasn't available to record for mm. some of the Slipknot sessions because of his other band. And that breached the contract, oh. and so they had to fire Which him. Which one of his other bands? Because he was Not Murder sure. Dolls, could it be? No, 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 either that one or... That he, wasn't he, Murder Dolls. It would have been um, that one, new one he started off with um, with the guy from Strapping Young Lad. Um, Jed Simon was in it, and I, I'm familiar. I, I know... Uh, what are they called? Um, Scar the Martyr. Yeah, yeah, that one. That Scar one. the Martyr, yeah. 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 They're not together anymore, and he's got, like, what, Vimich and, mm. uh, and that one with... The guy from oh, some black metal band, I can't remember. Attila? Attila? Mayhem, is it? I'm pretty sure Attila's from Mayhem. And he's one of the singers, and they got Sean Z, who was keyboardist for Chimera on the last Chimera album, doing vocals as well. So they got two vocalists and a bunch of other dudes from other bands. I forget the name of the band at the top, off the top of my head, but it's a much darker, mm. sort of heavier band. Um, it's not bad, actually. I haven't heard, the, I don't know if they've released an album, but I saw a video clip. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, you can imagine like a band as big as Slipknot, where they are under so like there's so much money being thrown around in that kind of band, where they need 100 percent commitment that whole mm. time. And if someone else is running off and doing other shit, and yeah, yeah. I think it's funny if like Corey Taylor sort of like not. I'm not talking trash about Slipknot. I love Slipknot, but I'm just saying Corey Taylor does a lot of Stone Sour stuff. Like well, I was, yeah, I was just gonna say. But like gonna... for every Slipknot album, he does about three Stone Sour albums. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, okay, we've done one Slipknot album. I'm gonna take the next eight years to do yeah. freaking Stone Sour is just like <laughs> punk rock compared to Slipknot, really. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I, I had the first Stone Sour album. It's not really my thing. Um, you know, them getting called Nickelback Light by Chad Kroger was pretty funny. <laughs> but like, you, you, he's got a little bit of a point. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, I t- take Stone Sour any day, but yeah. It was actually recently when I started listening. I thrown some Stone Sour, the new Stone Sour on Spotify, but then I decided to listen to the new Slipknot, and the new Slipknot is softer than the Stone Sour album. Get out. And that's why I started thinking maybe they got the recordings mixed up. Corey yeah. took the wrong one into the... Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have they have mellowed out Slipknot. Like, there is... Yeah. They're doing, like, ballads. Yeah. Like, proper yeah. ballads. But, uh, yeah. it's, no, what I mean, like, um, Corey's doing more heavy growling vocals in Stone Sour and more soft singing in yeah. Slipknot. Which is weird. It should yeah. be the other way around. I mean, I'm yeah. all for, like, with Slipknot, I'm all for artistic expression and, like, developing as an artist and all that sort of stuff and not being, like, pigeonholed. But at the same time, like, you know... The best thing, one of the best things about Slipknot was that in-your-face aggression, that rawness. Yeah. That, that rawness. Yeah. I mean, well, they're getting old as well. They're probably not as. They got off families. Anymore. They're, yeah. they're yeah. kind of happy. Yeah, they're yeah. kind of rich. I'm like, I'm rich. I got nothing to bitch about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think they they've like exercised all their demons, and they're like, yeah. well, we got nothing to. Yeah, because even physically, when you compare like their download show uh, in 2009. 
Yeah. Compared to like the 2015-16 footage or even like this year's footage. Yeah. Mm. They're not moving at all. But I don't blame them because they're probably sore as hell. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 I but mean, Jim, yeah. Root, Jim Root trying to talk uh, my ex up to the hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> Which ex was this? Oh, Names. No. Oh, nah. Apparently, yeah, he was just like, yeah, oh, you want to go back to the hotel room? And she was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's happened to you a few times. Yeah, don't yeah. just get caught up in that shit. Yeah, what people trying that. to steal your steal your misses? <laughs> Rob no, stars. No, <laughs> Look at the ego on this. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Mum, this is so hot. Everybody wants no, to just, fuck her. Just getting caught up face to face with like big names that think they're top shit, and I just look at them going, "Nah, fuck you." Didn't it happen with Wayne? Oh, can I bring that up? Who? What? Were you going to say Wayne Static? Yeah. Oh... Have I, talked about, have I talked about that before? The Wayne Static incident? No. Not on the podcast. No. no. I've heard yeah, briefly. So it was um, when um, Static X played with Megadeth. Uh, this must have been going back 2009. That was, that was Gigantor, yeah? Uh, yeah, I think Static something like that. Yeah, it was yeah. like, was it Lacuna Coil, Devil Driver, Static X, Megadeth? Something like that. Yeah, the big one at, um, I think it was Metro City. Metro City, yeah. Um, but I ended up at the Mustang Bar. Someone said to come down to the Mustang Bar. And I walk into the bar and there's fucking Wayne Static and the bass player at, at the bar. Tony Campos. Yeah. Yeah. And the next thing you know, I'm just drinking with them. And we ended up, this whole group, like uh, myself, my ex at the time, uh, some other people, Wayne Static and the bass player. And we, we walked from the Mustang bar down to Amplifier mm-hmm. like down the road over the train line down all the way to Amplifier and people like yelling out fucking Wayne Static and he's just walking with fucking hair up yeah I mean it's to... pretty easy to spot him <laughs> so there's this whole group of us so all night we're just hanging out and we're Amplifier and shit and then all of a sudden um he was gone he had disappeared and my ex had disappeared Ooh. I'm like what, what's going on here which ex like, is this uh, going back a bit doesn't matter <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm just like where's Wayne Static and I find that uh, I find his tour manager uh, some lady that was managing like the their tour manager I'm like oh where's 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 Wayne Static like where's where's my ex and she's like oh I, th- I think they went back to the hotel room uh, just don't worry about it just forget about that. don't worry about it and I'm like it, yeah. what yeah. are you kidding so I ended up fucking r- trudging down from Amplifier to the Citygate Hotel, which is the one sort of opposite where Perth Arena is now. Mm-hmm. And I, I go in there and I'm just like, you know, fuck it. Like, the, I think there was security, whatever. I just walked in as if I was part of the whole everything going on. Yeah. Get, get in the elevator and Megadeth's tour manager gets in the elevator. And I'm just like, um, uh, do you know where, like, what floor um, Static X is staying on? It's like, uh, no, I'm not sure. I'm sure you might be able to find them. Just keep looking. <laughs> so, so me and um, Megadeth's tour manager going up and down the floors in the hotel until eventually the doors open. We just see I see my ex's friends. I start run down the hallway. I'm like, uh, okay, this must be it. Um, so I follow her down, walk in, walk in the door. Um, my ex is just like dancing at the end of the bed, just like yeah. dancing. And Wayne Stack is lying on the bed, top off, just like sleaze, just fucking laid spread out in the bed. And I just walk in. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And he sits up, is like, uh, no, dude, no, don't worry, man. Nothing happened. It's all good. Just, just chill, just chill, <laughs> just chill. <laughs> oh my goodness, man. And I walked around because he had um, his uh, whole tour itinerary 
on the side of the bed and we just end up after we were just chatting a bit and I wrote a little note for him in the itinerary. Was it don't touch my missus? <laughs> I, won't, I, won't, I won't tell you what, it, what, it, what I wrote. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and I'll, oh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll say, come on. No, 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 no. Come no. on. Pressure. That's, that, that's me. That's me. Okay. That's between you and me. Yeah. But yeah, I was so, I was, I was raging a bit and just as I'm thinking, oh, should I take a swing at Wayne Steady? Because he was saying, oh, dude, don't worry. Like, my girlfriend's a porn star. She fucks people all the time. And I'm like, and? Yeah. And? <laughs> and then that, uh, that's when uh, his tour manager, the lady, came in. She in the door like, she must have followed you. Like, she must have chased me down the road or something. She's like, please, don't do anything. Just just leave it. I'm like, fine. I don't really want to get into a fight with Wayne Stead again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my goodness! He yeah. he passed away, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's sad. Yeah. But even said his his girlfriend passed away not long yeah, after. She, what? Yeah. yeah, she took her own life like what? a couple years yeah. later. Yeah, it's really sad. A lot of a lot of like online trolls like when when Wayne Static died like there was a lot of there was a lot of love for him as well because I got mad respect for I love Static X and um and but I just remember there's you know because you know what it's like online and there was just a lot of people hating on her like oh she's a whore because she was a porn star and all this shit like fuck that bitch because she was you know obviously grieving and I was like man like just have some fuck even if you got problems with the even if you know her personally you got problems with her like for fuck's sake, now's not the time. Just like put it on uh, pause. Yeah, it's just put like, it on pause down. for a few like, weeks. She's obviously yeah. grieving here, and like you know, it's like well, who needs that? Like you know, mm. I don't know people. It's fucking internet, man. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was her name? Tara Ray. Tara Ray. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. I actually saw. Um, I think it was the last Static X show with like the proper Static X lineup. So with like Tony Campos and 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 the drummer and the other guy <laughs> <laughs> and miscellaneous. Yeah, and miscellaneous. <laughs> but like, cause she used to go on tour with them, and like it was at Capitol, and like this is back in like 2009, and she she get on stage during songs and do a bit of a strip tease and stuff. This is uh, after yeah, the Cold yeah. Static album. She did some like guest vocals in because yeah. wasn't she was, she was in some of the video clips as well yeah, yeah 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 so she she would get on stage and strip and she'd bring out all the shots because they were famous for doing shots between a couple mm. songs and it's always a great show Static X it was always a really good show and um I remember two things from that night well three one there was a fantastic fucking show Two, her getting on stage and stripping, and 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 my girlfriend at the time, uh, like after the show, we're all talk- sitting out outside and we're talking about like oh, how cool was that show. And she was like, "You spent the whole time looking at the stage and looking at her stripping." And I was like, "I'm looking at the fucking stage because that's where the band is. That's what I, I mean. What do you want? She gets on stage, starts taking her gear off. It's not my fault. Like, and like you know, yeah, she was a good looking girl, and so you know, whatevs. Um, but I was there mostly for Static X. It was a fantastic show. And then after the show, um. I like went outside and there was Tony Campos, the bassist for Static X, out there having a cigarette by himself. And this was, they'd already announced this was the last Static X show for a while. So I go up to him and I say, hey man, fantastic show, that was awesome. He's like, oh, you know, thanks, thanks. I said, so what's going on with, with Static X? You guys going on hiatus? And he just sort of, I don't know, you sort of get that vibe, you don't want to talk about it, and he was just like, yeah, yeah, something like that, and I was like, so quickly changed, and I was like, oh, cool, you, you know, you're going to be doing some Assassino stuff, or, or any other side projects, he's like, yeah, yeah, waiting for Dino to get on and stuff, and this guy I vaguely knew come out, right, and, and Tony Campbell's got this, like, moustache, and it was in November, right, so November's <laughs> going on, and he walks up to him, and he's so out of his face, he's just like, yo, man, killer stash, Movember, bro, and the look on Tony Campbell's 
Angel's face. It was just like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> and like, so Tony's like, yeah, anyways, I gotta go. He speaks to a few other people and he takes off. And I just went to this guy I vaguely know and I was like, dude, that's like Tony Campbell. And he's like, who? And I was like, from Static X. You just spent the last hour and a half, two hours looking at him on the stage. <laughs> and he's like, oh man. And I'm like, yeah, you're an idiot. Good times though. What, what was the gig um at Robertson Pavilion Claremont? When Static X played, it was oh, dude, Static was, X, yeah. Corn, no, no, and Fear Factory's comeback in 2004, I think it was. Uh, 2004, Fear Factory, Static X, and Corn. That was that was that was a killer, fucking killer gig. That was yeah. killer. Fuck yeah, that was awesome. Didn't they play the, the Lookout or White Sands? Static X, Static X, yeah, yep, long, probably yep, the long the time ago. Well, Static yeah, yeah. X played yeah. at the Lookout with Il Nino. Yes, that one. Yeah, that, yes, was, that was yep. a good show as well. Yeah, yeah that was cool. I think I've, I've seen Mudvayne at the Lookout. Same, that same. Was, that was, that was cool. Man. That was when shit was fucking good. That was when yeah. that that yeah. was when they were on the fucking big day out. Big day out, like yeah. the whole lineup for that. Mm. I'm sorry, the, the whole tour for that. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, mm. I remember that because yeah. uh, you know there was this is when the big day out started sort of going away from like the heavier and more alternative stuff and uh, it was a bit more mainstream and I remember Chad getting up on stage was like what the fuck is with the lineup for the Big Day out this year they were just about the only I think they were the only metal band that year mm. um, so you know and the rest <laughs> is history yeah well, Lookout's not there anymore is it well, they're closed down is there anything yeah. there I don't know. Not in Scarborough. Oh, the, the it's probably in, a nightclub now. The indie bar <laughs> is there. I used to I used to love like going to Scarborough because you had the White Sands as well, and then mm. the lookout was good. Great White Sands you. was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I saw just about every show, every metal show that was there. I was there just yeah, just because yeah. the place to go. Good. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Mm. But it, isn't it funny? Like people would go that far to see a, a good metal gig. Yeah. Yet nowadays, like people can't be fucked going further in the city. Yeah, it's it's mm. a bit different. I think so. the generations. I mean, like people sort of our age, maybe like we were used to going out to gigs all the time. That was what you did. Mm. And these days, because it's so easy to look at stuff online, people like I find a lot of people will watch like shitty footage from a phone online, and then they'll comment on it, and then they won't go to the gig, whether it was good or not, is is irrelevant. They just people are like Ugh, whatever, you know. And yeah. They just want to have their say rather than actually go and. Have yeah. a good time and interact with actual human beings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and plus, this was before social media. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. had to go out to hang out with my crew. And that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. That was, yeah. You had to go out to check out bands. You could not check them out online because not every. There was. This is before Facebook and yeah. Yeah. MySpace and all that. I yeah. think MySpace might have been yeah. around. I don't know. But, you know, you had to go out. The only way to check out new bands, because, you know, not a lot of local bands had recordings back in those days, you had to go see them. And but, that was yeah. kind of good. But not even that. But, like, like, my circle of friends was from those shows. Mm. So to check on them, I would have to go to the gig. Yeah. And, like, at that stage, we knew every band that we liked already at that stage. Yeah. What was it? What was some of the fucking... <laughs> it was, like, the meaning of... Motif, anti static. Anti static, yeah. yeah. Anti static, like, this is like Heavyweight Champ. This is way back. Yeah. yeah. We loved all those, all those bands, yeah. Now, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> now we just sit at fucking, I just sit at the home jetting off. Because it's like, yeah. Because I'm, I'm thinking back now to the um, Robertson <laughs> Pavilion, the Claremont, because that was a fucking killer venue as well. I saw a perfect it's circle there. shed. Yeah. They yeah. had so many gigs running there. They did, like, they did have a problem with sound, though, depending on where you were yes. in the venue. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were up in the beer garden... Like the sound would just, yeah, it just be, yeah, yeah. Shed, it made know? people go to the front of the stage. Like people, mm. it, they pack it, it was out cool. as well. I yeah. saw, um, I've seen heaps of gigs there, but a uh, Slipknot and Machine Head played there once on the Black. Uh, was it? No, that wasn't Black Crusade. All Hope is Gone tour. Mm. I, w- I was, I was sitting backstage for that whole gig. 
No. I said that. And I'm actually thinking that that might have been the show where they decided Robinson Pavilion can't keep yeah, going. I'm pretty sure because, that was. <laughs> so, oh, there's actually funny, a whole funny story behind this one because we were um, setting up the uh, the backdrop early in the day. Yeah. And so all, all the Slipknot like running around unmasked, you know, just doing their sound checks and all this shit. And I'm on the top of the um, EWP with a, a mate putting up the fucking um, curtain at the back. And we just smell this woof of fucking marijuana. <laughs> just like hell fucking yeah. stench. And I'm like looking around, and like we're up up in this up in the top, so no one can see us. And we look down and there's Sid opening up a drum skin, like it put out a like a, a snare drum, opened up the skin, dumped out just like fucking ounces of fucking weed and started <laughs> rolling. We're looking down. And he's like, we're looking down on Sid and he's looking around, like making sure no one can see him. And he just like instinctively just like looks up. And he sees me and my mate looking down at him. We're just like, yeah. He's like, eh. <laughs> but, that, but that whole um, Slipknot gig, because if you remember, like, people were climbing up on the yeah, roof. Yeah, yeah, and jumping off. Pulling up the airport yeah. and yeah. climbing onto the um, the lighting truss mm, yeah. Yeah. and everything. And I was standing with the, the sound manager on the side of the stage, like the, the um, uh, stage manager. And he literally had his finger on the off button of the whole gig. Essentially, like a shutdown button, and like radio like calls went for everywhere. That whole yeah, gig. yeah, crazy. yeah. Because they were standing there watching, and I even remember standing on the side of stage and watching um, Jim Root playing, and he's looking up as he's playing, just at this truss and people climbing, and going, "Fuck, oh fuck!" It's pretty yeah, mental. Mm-hmm. That was insane. Yeah. Well, so one, good. One guy did that at the <laughs> A Perfect Circle show, and he didn't he fall. No, he just no? climbed up. Yeah, like the, the someone's that's happened before. Someone's actually fallen off. Probably, but it was like the second last song of a perfect oh, circle, yeah. and uh, some yeah, some guy had climbed the lighting truss and it was just hanging off, <laughs> and like like in between like a, like he was using it like I said the monkey bars. Yeah. So he would sit on it like watch a bit of the show and then hang off it. Um, and then the whole crowd started to chant, "Get the fuck down, yeah. get the fuck down!" <laughs> and he didn't. And then, like Maynard like stormed off the stage halfway through the last song because mm-hmm. he like had enough. Oh, yeah. I think the the most exciting. It was actually one of my first real festivals was um, the Rocket Festival in two thousand and one when Green Day. This was out at um, Bassendine Oval. <laughs> Rocket. Oh my goodness. And it's like what those early days. It was Green Day and all that shit. But Grinspoon were playing, and. During Grinspoon's set, some dude climbed up on the front of house tent and he's just like running around and security ended up jumping like Grinspoon were playing and they were trying to tell this dude to get off the state get off the tent. Yeah. And he wouldn't. And Grinspoon was like, oh fuck, they start playing and they were playing um more than you are. Yeah. And as they're playing more than you are, he's getting chased on the top of the front of house tent <laughs> by security. Yeah. And he ends up like he's on the edge and he's trying to tell the crowd to catch him. And he's got fucking big steel cap boots and shit. So he jumps, and the crowd just parts. And apparently, he broke broke bro- broke both his ankles. Oh. Jumping off, and he tried to sue the crowd for not catching him. <laughs> oh, oh, I just remember that. seeing that. I was just like, yes, this is rock and roll. That's Holy fucking awesome. shit, <laughs> man! Rocket. What year was that? Two thousand and one. Yeah. Yeah, it's when Green Day played, and they torched the drum kit on stage, and um, Billy Joe played. Good riddance with this fucking bonfire of junket behind him. Fucking so good. Oh wow. wow. Nice. <laughs> A lot of memories. Yeah, yeah, trip down memory lane, reminiscing. <laughs> Back in my day when things were awesome. Yeah. We don't it's, do that shit now, do we? I'm, it's funny when you said like we don't use like back then we didn't have Facebook and all that shit. We didn't. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's are we just really old now? 
Um, <laughs> yes, but there's other stuff going on, like, you know. But it made you have to pay attention more to what was going on. Exactly. And in you, terms of events, mm, you know. Like, you had to be involved to sort of know what was coming up, especially locally, like, because there was no social media and whatnot. You had to... You had to go out all the time to. to you had to, sometimes you had to go to gigs to find out about other gigs. You know what I mean? You go yeah. there and there'd be people handing out yeah, flights in the next yeah, gig. Yeah, so you're yeah. like, oh, cool. Otherwise, you wouldn't know. Like, how yeah. are you gonna know? You know? Yeah. There was a few websites back in the day. You know, you had Perth bands and and Western Perth Front, and Western <laughs> yeah. Front that would um, you know, that you could check up on for a gig guide and stuff like that. Yeah. And then of course the Express. Yeah. Mm. Do you reckon all of our all of our posts from Perth bands are still up there somewhere? Well, didn't one of didn't one of them get shut down recently? Um, so Perth bands or Western Front? Western Front got shut down for a while because maybe I rem- that's what I'm thinking. I remember of. when they came back online? This is a couple of years ago when they came back online. I was uh, I was in contact with Darren because I had a I was putting on a gig, and he said to me that like oh you know Western Front still we were back online. He goes one of the first posts that we that that I saw from the old Western Front site was from all this filth looking for a guitarist. <laughs> and I was like, well, we found him, and now we got a gig coming up. So you know, <laughs> help us out. So yeah, I guess they'd probably still be online somewhere. I haven't been to Perth. I'm going to go now, actually. Yeah, check it's it out. It's on there. It's on there. I, th- I don't know. I would think Western Front's still going as well, but you know. I don't get on... I do remember recent... No, it wasn't really, like, ages ago I was messing around and I did see Perth bands because when Matty Trash was thinking about trying to do stuff, we, me and Matty got drunk one night at his place and, fuck it, let's have a look at Perth bands. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't actually look like it's up. Maybe maybe it was Perth bands, I thought, that yeah. got... Well, Perth, PerthBands.com.au has a temporary, like, under construction thing. Yeah, I just I saw that. that. Yeah. What about it's Western Front? Is Western Front still around? I'll have a look. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, last I heard, they were still around. But, like, with social media, a lot of people don't get on for the forums and whatnot anymore, so. Mm. Mm, yeah, WF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's still up. All right. Oh. Wow. Holy yeah. shit, it's still up. Yeah, there you go. Shit. Holy moly. 2015 wrap-up. <laughs> that was the last post, so oh, I think okay. it's been a while. Uh, <laughs> maybe just people forgot about it, because people just don't use that shit anymore. Yeah, because they just rely on everything to come from the Facebook. Facebook and, yeah. and the Facebook. The Facebook. <laughs> the Facebook. <laughs> the Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, man. Man, like, no one needs to... I get. I, my whole inbox is full of events that I'll never go to. Because there's, it's so like oversaturated. Yeah, that yeah. Now I don't, I'm really like cynical about all that, these events. That is one of the problem mm. with like social media is great because like you know you you can get your stuff out there, but you've got to fight with so much more because everybody can do it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like just like you said, there's just overload of information and. You know, sometimes you, you get an invite to a gig and you're like, you look at it and you go, oh, yeah, I'll remember that later and you don't or, or whatever because, yeah. you know, you're getting two, three invites a day at some yeah. point, you know, yeah. far up. Mm. It's really, it's become really, like, short term now. Like, on the day, I'll check what's on tonight and, yeah, and then yeah. I might go out of the house. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? As opposed to before. Where you're like, fuck this! This EP launches yeah. next week. Oh but, my god! You get, what the, you get the flyer, you take it home, you look at it, and you're like, yes, in a month's time, I'm going to this, and you stick it on the fridge <laughs> so you don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I, I start getting um, notifications of upcoming events that I have no idea about it, only because people that I'm friends with on Facebook are interested or going to it. Yeah. Mm. So they assume that I'm going to be something. Like, I don't give a fuck. 
Like, if I want to do something, I'll find something to do. But you just get spammed with this other shit and you're just like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. Mm. Let me Solution? make up my own mind. The solution is to get off Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've I've removed the app from my phone. <laughs> didn't you do like, that recently as well? It, it, yeah. You put I it did. back on there, didn't I, you? Yeah. Why'd you put it back on? You weak motherfucker. I don't know why I did it. I don't know why I put it back on. Just <laughs> something. No, it's because of um, the Instagram linking shit. And every time I had to, well, I wanted to post something from Instagram and link it to Facebook. It had to keep like going through the sun, like fuck yeah. Let's put it back on, so it's just instantaneous. Yeah. And, well, uh, the the live stream thing is the only reason I get it. Yeah. But I've essentially, I've, I've been I've been trying to turn off like all notifications because mm. my phone just buzzes all the time. Like, fuck this! I'm just like trying to turn off every single notification that Facebook yeah. gives you. Yeah. I I've, I stopped allowing people to post on my wall too. Not not yeah, for, I, not I, for any reason other than I was just sick of getting notifications about nothing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. No, That's like yeah. I was about to say, you know, I've, I I became very selfish in my Facebook page by um, disallowing other people to post on my wall. Like it's fucking my wall. I'm yeah. gonna put my shit up there. I don't want other people putting shit up on there. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> well, no, it's just I, I don't want to be tagged in some shit that I don't want to be tagged in. That that is a worry because there have been times where somebody's tagged me in a post and like I'm like dude I want nothing to do with that shit yeah, like, yeah. you know but yeah. like, especially it, horrible shit like there'll be something that like they think is that drunken funny. photo from the other night yeah like that guy <laughs> like that guy you killed the other week yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we weren't gonna yeah. talk about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nah but like like stuff like you know there'll be some sort of crazy racist joke or some shit and some guy that like I don't even really know. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, because, like, there's yeah. people on Facebook that I'm Facebook friends with I've probably never met in my life. I just sort yeah. of... They, I got a friend request. I checked that it wasn't a false page, and I thought, oh, maybe they're an ATF fan, so, like, I don't want to be that guy that's like, no, I'm not going to fucking friend you. So you friend him, and then all of a sudden you're getting tagged in some sort of crazy right-wing fucking, like, yeah. nationalist <laughs> bullshit, and you're like, what the hell are you talking about, man? Like, yeah. i got nothing to do with that. Like, yeah. Yeah. don't want to know, don't want to know, man. Like, yeah. I know. Well, no, because I, I, I went back, and there's a page where you can review things you've been tagged in and choose whether you want to put it on your wall or not, so I yeah. went back, and there's a yeah. few things that I've decided, yeah. In my opinion, up, that yeah. should be the default, but the scary yeah. thing is the default is the opposite of that, where everything yeah, anyone yeah. tags you in will feed into your feed. Yeah. Which it, is like... And it sucks, because you got to be vigilant about it. Like, yeah. you've all, like, it's sort of a way to keep you on on the Facebook all the time is is that like you have to be constantly checking yeah. up on this you've got to be moderating your own yeah. content and they, yeah. they make the settings actually it's quite deep and really I don't know what not hard it's to ambiguous understand, it's yeah. ambiguous yeah. Yeah. like it's very vague and if you're an old person and you like sign up to some you know old people they're, they're like clicking on shit right yeah. and the, the amount of questions that I get from my folks that are like like all these notifications keep popping up and I'm like well you've liked all these pages they're like have we? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know we just click on stuff yeah. press the <laughs> yeah. buttons uh, yeah so see like I even like events and stuff coming up like sometimes I won't click going I won't even click interested I'll just show up because people won't expect it because that's how he rolls yeah that's how he rolls yeah. that's how you it, it feels like if, if you click that, say you're going to something yeah. you feel obliged you have to because if you don't go you're going to get shit on Facebook for it not me <laughs> I, don't, I don't think like that I always, I'll click interested if I'm genuinely interested in it. if I'm definitely going I'll click going but, that's but, just how but I does it does it matter like what does clicking the button fucking do like it just lets Nothing. other people know oh maybe they'll go out because you're going out it just makes things yeah. uh, increasingly increasingly more awkward on social media <laughs> yeah because I, I know people that will uh, say that they're going to events just if 
Oh, the phone. Oh, the phone. That's all right. Yeah, that's cool. No, it's just we're just testing that. That's all right. It's still recording. (laughs) (laughs) That'll that'll be pretty interesting content right there. There, there you go. On the fly. Yeah, yeah. But people that will select going to an event just to support that event, even though they're not going. Yeah, and it it throws the numbers because like I set up my own shows because I've been doing it for years. That's just what you got to do when you're in a local band and stuff. And uh, it's hard to tell numbers. Like you can't really predict it now because you have those people that say they're going or they're interested and you're looking at it thinking, oh, this should be all right. And then you rock up and there's no one or Mm. vice versa. You can have like, you know, there's bugger all people going to the event and then you rock up on the night and it's packed and you're like, cool. So it's it's really hard to tell. But And I think a lot of of promoters like and, and bands and stuff, they do tend to put more um like more clout into those sort of numbers than they should if you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. same with facebook likes like you know a band will have like 10,000 facebook likes and then you rock up at their show and there's like 10 people there and yeah. you're like yeah we're all these fans yeah. then, you know what i mean and sometimes bands get because a lot of promoters or, or, or gig organizers will look at a band's facebook page and be like oh they must be huge so they'll book them as a support act or something yeah and then you, you know they don't have a fan base you know what i mean it's like they've got 10,000 exactly. facebook likes but yeah nobody's 10,000 people have clicked on something yeah exactly but nobody they're not gonna show up at your fucking show yeah yeah and I've seen the other way around where almost like bands with four or five hundred followers will pack out a room that's like, legitimately like sell some tickets I would say yeah. I, I would say all this filth is in that category um mm. like not all the time but we do alright like we've only got what I don't know almost 800 Facebook likes or whatever and uh, but we do surprise like we've got like a good core following of people that are like genuinely will go to I don't mean to break but we, we have people that chant now chant all this filth that is I, I, haven't, I haven't heard fucking chants and age like oh, wow. hear band people chanting for a band I'm turning around I'm on stage I'm looking at Brendan what the fuck's going on yeah last <laughs> couple I, look at, I, go, I go to Ricky like fuck what the fuck's going on yeah. we, we took a selfie on stage at the last gig yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's sort of a recent thing as well I mean it happened once or twice before with previous lineups like I don't know uh, if any listen but we've had, we've been through that many lineups and this current lineup uh, is basically just me and a bunch of new guys um, that I've known from around the around the traps you know different bands from all the years and we did our comeback show Filthy Christmas last year so December last year and since then like we've had a couple of shows where we've rocked up and people people have just like, even new fans that we've made since Filthy Christmas are rocking up and they're just like oh this filth oh, this, as we're going on stage and I'm like well this is new and I, I, I dig it man I, I honestly I love it I think we've got honestly some of the best fans in Perth like I would say probably the best fans in Perth because I don't go to too many other bands shows that that sort of that level of dedication yeah. you know so yeah. I shout out to all the ATF crew love you guys yeah. Yeah. yeah my filthy what do you call your fans do you ATF, have a nickname ATF crew ATF crew yeah yeah, right. crew. Okay. yeah yeah ATF crew because you know it's not like we're the band and you guys are the fans you down there it's sort well, of like what, what, we're, we're, the, the filth mob Real Ricky calls it filth mob, but that's a whole other thing I'm not going to get into. But um, no, yeah, ATF crew, because like you know, we need them as much as they need us, sort of thing. So you know, we're really appreciative. Yeah, fuck appreciative. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. You, you you don't see that nowadays. Even mm. for, even for like really really big indie bands, like the most yeah. people do is like nod their head. Mm. And that's yeah. It. yeah, and that and that, that is yeah. that is the thing that has been happening. I would say that um, years ago, I think a lot of bands 
like if you look at footage of bands that would tour overseas or whatever and like a lot of like in Europe and, and places like that like I haven't been there so I don't know firsthand but I've seen a lot of footage and a lot of bands have even said like they get bombarded with so many gigs that they still support it they come to the show but they sort of just sit there bobbing their heads because they're like well I've got a gig tomorrow and a gig next week yeah, you know? yeah. but when bands used to come to Australia because it was such a rare occurrence the fans were rabid like especially yeah. in the heavy in, in metal and hardcore yeah. and stuff like that yeah. the fans are rabid because they just starved for it and that was great you know mm. you go to a gig and it would just be if you want to be in the pit and it's violent in the pit like a good violence you know Yeah. Uh, but lately I would say it was starting to get a bit a bit blase about it do you know what I mean like yeah yeah. The crowd aren't as rabid, like you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And 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 lo- what well, we've got like ATF crew, they usually go off if they, you know, if they're there. I mean, we even had a freaking circle pit at last. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that packed. It was a couple of weeks ago. There wasn't a lot of people there, but the people that were there were like, Jesus, yeah. they were yeah. going off, still chanting. The it was one of those dark and stormy nights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing, the yeah, weather, yeah. the weather factor in Perth. Like yeah. you know, if it rains, everyone in Perth's like, nah. Not going out. Yeah. I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's one thing I admire about. Even like, because I lived in Melbourne for a year, yeah. but people will fucking go out no matter what over there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that uh, they they're really like resilient in that that way, mm. where it's like it's pissing down, it's like eight degrees, but they're still out in the beer garden shivering having a smoke yeah. and having yeah. a whiskey and they're like fuck it you know and that's summer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and that's summer in Melbourne yeah but you know what I miss I miss being a genuine like fanatic about a band mm. I, ha- I haven't had that in a really long time Maybe it's an age thing, but... I think it is, because when you're first getting into music and stuff when you're younger, it's all new, it's all great, and you get really excited, like, you know... I I get... I I would go as far as to say is everyone in this room could probably remember the first big gig they ever went to, or Mm. the first festival they ever went to. You remember that, because it's like, I was so excited, do you know what I mean? Like My first ever live concert was the Rolling Stones, Perry Lakes, 1996. Ooh. I'll never forget that. We didn't nice. pay for it. We just we rocked up with all the bikies on the outside. Like Ooh. half, like all of Perth was there, and people paid to go in. But the rest of Perth was just like around the arena. Yeah. Okay. And we we like crawled up the side, and Dad actually fucking hoisted me up into the tree. Hmm. And we, so we were closer to the stage than people that paid for seats at the back of the stadium. <laughs> just looking down, seeing Keith Richards rock up with his leopard print fucking trench coat. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Daryl? What was your first, like... Soundgarden Entertainment Centre. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The old Entertainment Centre. Yeah. 93, 94? Jesus. Actually, the the, the first gig that I paid for, the first ticket I actually bought was Blink-182 at Perth Entertainment Centre. Ooh. Yeah. On their, um... What tour was it? The fucking... Take off your pants and jacket? No. What was the one before that? can't remember now. Was that an offer or the name of the tour? (laughs) No, that was something separate. Yeah. Yeah. It was something. Yeah. Something. I can't remember which tour, yeah. But you know, like the the level of love where you know every member's name, what Mm. they do, how old they are, how they look, you're sketching them on your notepad, like that that level Mm. of fanaticism. And you know know all the lyrics and... Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, in high school and you've got them all over your A4 binder folder, you know, you're like, you're sitting there. Well, because I've I've, I've been getting big into into Spotify. Like, I'm loving Spotify now. Yeah. Where I can play it on my phone and then just send it over to my computer and I can control the volume from my computer. Yeah. But Spotify has actually opened up that thing where it'll suggest other songs based on what you listen to. Yeah. And I've actually started, like, bands come up, I'm like, shit, this is really good. And I've actually put them on and just listened to their whole fucking catalogue. 
Spotify oh, and those sorts of streaming services are great for that. But what do you think about the fact that they basically don't pay the artists anything? That's because it good kind of, question. It kind because of sucks because it's like a percentage of a cent. Because like, our, I that's true. Yeah. It's, I it's I, really I, I, true. I never really thought about that. There are a lot of yeah because no, remember like who was it that had millions and, and millions of, of hits? What you got another one? Yeah, you he want does. one? Yeah, can I yeah, have yeah. fine. <laughs> Fine, you can have one. <laughs> Anyone else want one while I'm here? It's beer time. Yeah, I'll have one. Yeah. Oh, well, they're my last two, so this is... Oh, shit. Okay, uh, don't worry about this. Sure? You, yeah. got, you got more drinks? <laughs> I'm, good, I'm good. Are we out? I don't know. Well, is, yeah, there should be another one of those ones. Uh, yeah, yeah. There might be one. Yeah. There you go. Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. You sure you don't want one? Uh, I would, but... Yeah. All right. Well, there's heaps of... There's heaps of beer in the fridge. And, well, if you, yeah. if you still got beers, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's go cool. for it, man. Yeah. Um... What was I talking about? Spotify. Oh, Spotify. Yeah. Cheers, guys. But do you, don't you feel like it's inevitable? Like, what else is... Well, okay, no, no. So think about it. You know, I know, you, I know artists are getting paid less. Mm. And I, I, being in a band, I know what that's like to have, like, a couple of cents for a million it's not plays. A, it's not a, oh, yeah, for a million plays. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah if per play, you're not even getting a cent. It's like so a it's, percent. Is that good? Because that's what you think about when venues and like cafes and stuff when they play radio they're meant to be paying royalties every time they play a song yeah they pay it to uh, APRA over here I'm yeah, pretty sure the APRA, yeah APRA's yeah. the Australian one and every country's got their own yeah, thing. yeah. so you, like Spotify does not do anything like that not pay for any play no, no they, they do they, they do it's just it's a ridiculous ratio where even when you have millions of hits you probably only get like not even the grand. Okay, but, nothing, but they are, they are still the artists are still getting paid a little bit. A little, a little bit. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I thought bit, you yeah. meant they're just taking their shit for free and giving. No, it no, 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 okay, no, yeah, no. Right, yeah. I mean, it's slightly yeah. better than just like pirating all your stuff, but yeah, it's not that okay. much better. You know? Yeah, it's not yeah. that much better. Uh, yeah, I'll still listen to it because well, like from my perspective, I always find a live performance. A million times better than listening to an album. Like, yeah, you listen to an album, you know the songs, but when you get to see a band play, when you get to see them do yeah. their shit, that's the fucking. No, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think Spotify and all those streaming services are great for discovering new artists and, and like getting the music out there, and I'm all for that. It's just that there there is less people actually. I reckon there's there's a lot of people don't go to gigs though. So like, whereas you can make the argument that like if people discover your stuff on Spotify, they'll go to your gig. But do they? Do you know what I mean? Do yeah. they actually go? Yeah. There's, there's, there's there's probably been studies done on that, so yeah. it's probably. <laughs> but yeah. There's more artists on Spotify than there are artists playing gigs. Yeah, well, a lot of people are bedroom artists as well. They don't actually play gigs. They yeah. don't get out there, yeah. and I'm fine with that. You know, more power to mm. you if that's you, if you, that's. That's the thing, like especially things with Spotify. They've they flooded the market with so much diversity in music, which is cool. But at the same time, it's just ruined the whole. How do you cut through? Yeah. Yeah. Like when it the, comes to well, you're you're a band, you're a touring artist. You're trying to play shows. You're trying to get people to your shows and stuff. But there's so many people listening to so much different stuff that no one's going to come together mm. to see one certain. Well, thing. you can pretty much plot it out on the graph. The more mm. accessible. Uh, Should we get the whiteboard out? No, no. Best <laughs> <laughs> PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the the more accessible technology is to create, yeah. there's going to be more content and therefore a less amount of options when it comes to income streams mm. and also getting noticed as well. Yeah. So, I mean, back in the day, like, 
record labels used to be sort of the tastemakers, you know. Mm. They would be the, what gets you out there, gets you noticed and stuff. Like, people would pay attention to that, and there was less bands. So you, d- I guess maybe back to what you were saying before about fanatics, there was more fanatics because maybe there was less bands to be fanatical about. Yeah. Whereas now there's so many bands, you're like, I like them and them and them and them and them. I don't know any of their lyrics off by heart yeah. because there's so much I'm listening to, which is great, listening to heaps of different things. Yeah. But, you know... There's there's no one yeah, pinpoint yeah. Like, artist that they pay having, to go see. Instead of having your top 10 favorite bands, you've got 100 bands you kind of like. And, like, when those bands come to town, you're like, well, I want to go see this band, but I can't afford to go see all these hundred bands coming to town. So whereas back in the day, like, you know, all the, like, say Metallica, for example, Metallica comes down, everybody's going to Metallica or whatever, mm. you know? Um, whereas now it's sort of like, there's so many good artists out there. There's a lot of, there's a lot of bad stuff out there, too. I mean, it's all a matter of opinion, but there's so much good stuff out there that, like, people were, like, just listening to an album and then moving on to the next thing instead of, like, Back in the day, you'd have to, like, track down an album at a CD store or, or whatever. You know, you'd really have to, like, wait for yeah. it to come out. And you'd have to be... You'd have to hunt that thing. And when you got it, you listened to it because you spent your hard-earned money on it. And you yeah. listened to it a hundred times because you couldn't afford another album yeah. for another two months, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so you'd know all the lyrics. You'd know all, everything. You'd know where the changes are, that snare hit, that, you know, that bit in mm. the... You know, with the sing-along bit. You'd know all that sort of stuff. So going to a concert was a bit more sort of interactive I guess because yeah. now where you go and you check out a band people are sort of like this is cool and like you said sort of nodding their heads like I don't know the words I'm sort of grooving to this but I, I you know I'm going to yeah. go home and well because that's well. like you think back when when CDs were the thing and the, the booklets when they used, when they had lyrics printed in the booklets mm. you know you'd, mm. you'd pull out the booklet and you'd sort of read along while the music yeah, yeah. I mean um, uh, Corns Follow the Leader yeah like, I don't think... They didn't have, like, full lyrics, but they had, like, the main words and shit. And so you're reading as it's going, it's just, like, everything's just sinking in. I still do that. Like, I still buy the... And, uh, and I'll sit there if I've got the time. Like, I think as you get older, you get less time as well, so you can't, like, just sit and listen to music. I mm. miss that about being a kid, where, like, you just sit, grab a drink, open up the booklet, and just drift away and listen to the music yeah. and read yeah. the lyrics. And, yeah. And now it's put on a song on Spotify while trolling <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, if you look through my Spotify playlist, you'll find about 100 artists, mm. but I just have, like, one song of each artist mm. instead of the whole album culture thing. Yeah, yeah. Where that's mm. kind of gone as well. Yeah. Where mm. you, you, you don't love the whole body of work. You're just like, oh, I like that kind of catchy tune I heard on the radio, you know? Yeah. I kind of yeah. miss that because I think sometimes the better tracks, like, because you, you get, like, like the singles and stuff everyone knows the singles right but I I find like I love it when you go see a band and they play a deep cut from a track which wasn't a single there's no video clip for it unless you're an actual fan you like you know when when a band plays that deep cut they never usually play you're like oh my god it blows your mind you know Mm, I love that shit when they they play the original version of the song and not the radio edit (laughs) yeah 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 you're like, that, whoa, this is the six-minute version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoa. But that, that, see, that's what I love about the whole, the, the festival things. When you had, you did have multiple bands where you could get like a whole diversity of th- things going on. And you had that opportunity to see different things. And not You're not paying to just see one act. Yeah. And you could just, you know. It was cool, but it, it, got, it got ridiculous. And that's why Soundwave collapsed under its own weight. How, like, how do you feel it got ridiculous? Because there was so... I fucking love it. No, no, because there was so... Like, festivals were okay, but, like, there was so many bands that, like, you, you know, and you'd only get half-hour sets, right? And it was really rushed. And, like, a lot of the time there'd be clashes. So you'd be sitting there going, oh, man, I'm going to watch 10 minutes of this band, then run across to the other stage to watch this band. And, 
they got like that towards the end um you know and, and i didn't really like that i like watching a band at, at a club you know sort of have yeah. their own headline set hour and a half two hours and really mm. get those deep cuts because you only get a best of at a festival oh, yeah. which is still fine but well that's because i remember um it was uh rob zombie when they played the last sound wave and they were going on about how they weren't able to bring their full production. Yeah, the it one, wasn't yeah. like a big Rob Zombie show that you'd expect with it. Was that was that at um, the June La Perina or whatever it was? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was yep. that was I watched that as well. Yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Didn't you buy me a Soundwave ticket for my birthday? That Did was I? the the, the Deftones slash That's oh yes. Deftones man. Enter yes. Shikari, I think I saw yeah, in the pavilion. That, uh, yeah. But that that year, what, what year was that? Two thousand. Fuck, don't know. Send a pretty big precinct in there because those those tickets are not cheap. So yeah. that would have been Claremont, wouldn't it? Claremont Showgrounds. Yeah, Claremont Showgrounds. Brendan was there. I think Sam Allen was there as well for the yeah. Deftones set. We were passing around the joint in the crowd <laughs> before the band had even hit the stage. Yeah, <laughs> I've passed around so many joints and oh like just goodness. getting. Um, when Motley Crue played with Motorhead at, um, that was a big day at Soundwave. Yeah, just standing and just fucking joint passing. Yeah, take a toe. <laughs> <laughs> Pass it down. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I, I love like um, seeing the clouds of s- the plumes of smoke <laughs> yeah. from like random pockets in the <laughs> yeah. in the mosh pit. You just see these little plumes, yeah. and you're like, yeah, I know what's going on. Party I time. You, I find you can smell it before you see the plumes. Yeah. Like you yes. smell it, you're like I can smell that, and then you look at it and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I see what's yeah. going on there. Yeah. There's always one guy in the corner, like <laughs> yeah. trying to be as inconspicuous as they he still can. it's still do it because I went to um recently I went and saw Il Nino and Terra Universal at Capital, um mostly because like I don't know I had they they were playing um Il Nino were playing Revolution Revolution start to finish which is like I like that album I had that album back in the day I'm not so much a fan of what they're doing now and um Terra Universal was pretty good but. I was there and they're like inside a club so like there's security going around and there was a guy and sure enough there's always one got a joint in the middle of the fucking mosh pit just like, <laughs> yeah. like good again, on him you can smell it fucking like, yeah. good on him have, yeah. have a good time you know whatever um, it's an alright gig but I, I personally think Terry Universal showed up in Il Nino so you know just my opinion but there you go <laughs> what was the Il Nino uh, single like the, the main off, one that, off that album uh, no 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 off uh well, when they first broke, what was their song? There was God Save Us. Like, off that album, there was God Save Us, uh, What Comes Around. But I think the biggest one they had was uh, they put that on the Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack, which is How Do I Live? Yeah, that that's probably the one yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that was a pretty cool song. They ended up playing that as well. They did an encore after the, the album started to finish. That yeah. was cool. That was cool. Do you remember a band called Sunk Loto? I remember them. My ex-girlfriend was actually into them. I I wasn't a big fan, but I remember them, yes. Yeah, I used to love that band. That was, uh, They played the Big Day Out as well, yeah. actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they that was uh, they had that kind of Incubus slash Deftones mm. feel to them. Um, but I love the fact that they, were, that they were Australian. And at the time, I think they were... They were kids, yeah. They were really young. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really young. Yeah. When I was working at um, Megadeth at Challenge Stadium back in 2000 and something. I don't know. Fucking no years. Um, I was talking with one of the, the, the sound techs for Megadeth and they were like the only, they were saying that the only Australian metal band they knew was, was Sunk Loader. Yeah. So I was just like, well. Oh, okay. really? Yeah. I didn't know that they were that big overseas. Well, no, but that, that's what surprised me. Yeah. Like, they'd, they'd heard of it. 
Yeah, but I, I, remember, I was actually packing up the, the stage afterwards, and I found some local. I can't remember what band it was now, but I have I know the name around. Like they'd thrown like some CDs up on stage at the end of the night. Yeah. So being a nice guy, I picked up the CD and actually gave it to one of the Megadeth sound guys. Oh, so, you know, yeah. oh, this, oh, like I saw the name like I know this band I'm like oh here uh, this is some local metal stuff because I was talking about Sunglow and like yeah. oh this is some local metal stuff take this CD and yeah he probably threw it in the bin <laughs> <laughs> well that, <laughs> I, I, I did that I did that a lot like I gave like because people used to do that they throw their at the end of the night throw their CDs yeah. and shit up on stage and because I was always working there if I saw a local CD I'd take it and try and give it to someone just off the bat Mm. I gave um, Piggy D and John Five a Matty Trash CD one night. Ooh. Do you reckon they listened to it? Well, Piggy D liked it because it had blood on it. He actually said, oh, it's got blood on it. I like it. John Five just sort of blanked me. <laughs> <laughs> and he ran <laughs> off. And- <laughs> I saw John Five again because that was um, Soundwave at Claremont Showgrounds, like 2000 and... 12 or something like that and then when Rob Zombie came for that last sound wave I saw John 5 again we, I, I saw him like, I'm like hey John do you remember that we met before do you remember the CD I gave you and he just yeah blanked me again he's like mm, you fucker I would have laughed if he was like of course I remember you I remember every single person I've ever well, met in every tour I didn't have dreadlocks anymore so I was probably just yeah yeah, that's the reason he didn't remember you. <laughs> From his perspective, that would have been the, the weirdest thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just some yeah. random guy like, hey, man. No, no. He's, he's, <laughs> they probably get that all the time, though. Yeah, you know, he's like, actually nice. Yeah, we had a, like, just a bit of a chat, you know, saying g'day and all that stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> Just saying <laughs> g'day. <laughs> g'day. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. 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 Do you guys wow. like it when, like, like, American bands, like, come to Australia and shit and they try to... Like Aussie up there act a bit. Do you ever, do you ever get that where they're on stage and they're like, you got you Aussies got this thing that Aussie 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 and they're all like, oi, 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 and they're like, yeah. I think it's funny because it's so. Yeah, I'm just like, just be yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, yourself. it's cool. You don't have to pander, man. We're already <laughs> here. You know, know. Like, uh, yeah, we know what we sound like. Yeah, yeah, we know, we know, we know. Just be yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but I've, I've, so many bands do that though. I know. Like, it must be a thing. Like, they must go back to America and they yeah. tell their friends, like, when you go to Australia, when you go to Australia, you got to be all like Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or they say, they say, they say something so generic in, yeah. uh, in Perth, like. Yeah, you guys got some nice beaches down here, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, what? it's actually funny because um, I've spoken to a, a lot of um, touring guys who come from the US, and they they reference Perth being very much like Los Angeles, just not as busy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I got so many like because um, when I worked at um, Birdswood Dome, so many guys like, oh man, this place is kind of like Los Angeles, just it's not not busy. Not not as big, not as yeah. busy, but yeah. same weather. Like well, pretty pretty similar yeah. weather. Well, especially in summer. Yeah. yeah, a lot of a lot of bands from overseas they do tend to like the weather here. And um, mm. I remember seeing Fear Factory back in 2004. That what we were talking about. And Fear Factory actually did their cyber waste video clip <coughs> shoot here the Ooh, day before yeah. the gig. Which like every, was, everyone was yeah, there. Yeah. It was yeah. like the Fremantle Power Station. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it was killer. It was a good day. Basically, it was hanging out in a car park, drinking, waiting to get like let in. Which was, it was snuck in. Snuck in. Basically, they cut a hole <laughs> in the fence and you just went through the fence. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was just a whole bunch of metalheads cranking metal. Dave, Dave from Chaos Divine, was it? He actually got yeah. in the video. He's a, remember because there was a bunch of guys like up the yeah, top? Yeah, on the yeah, top. That yeah, that was uh, Dave from Chaos Divine. I was in that clip. I was 
right between where Raymond Herrera's drum kit was and Byron Stroud playing bass. Yeah. And in between takes, I remember talking to him all, and Byron Stroud was saying to me, because he's from Canada, because um, he played for Strapping Young Lad before he was in Fear Factory, and I was just like, I got him to sign. Like, I, <laughs> back in the day, I had like a phone book. Like, you know, a phone book, not like a phone yeah. with a yeah, yeah, yeah. The yellow like pages. Actual, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like a, like, a, you know, like a little black book with oh, yeah, people's yeah, yeah. phone numbers uh, in it. Yeah, no, yeah. not like, yeah, I'm carrying around a yellow page. <laughs> that carrying around a, a white <laughs> page. Yeah, 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 can you sign my fucking... No, no. no I mean, like a little black book with, like, all, all my friends' phone numbers in it because I didn't have a fucking mobile phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, mind you, back then, everyone did have mobile phones. I'm just behind the eight ball. Yeah. And so I went up to him and I got him and Raymond Herrera and... Burton C. Bell to sign my phone book. I don't know, because I had nothing else on me. So I was like, sign my phone book. Yeah. And um, and I was talking to him, and he said to me, he's like, oh, you know, I said, you know, you, you, when you meet someone and you're young and you don't have anything to say other than how you're enjoying the tour or whatever, you know, like, yeah. So I said to him, like, how you, how you enjoying the tour? He's like, oh, the weather here is great. I'd like to, he goes, and he actually said to me, I would like to retire here one day. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, he's probably just being nice. But I saw him do an interview uh, later on, and he, said the same thing like to retire to Perth and you know mm-hmm. it's cool so I remember when, when yeah. that video eventually came out I think everyone was hanging they mm. wanted to see that video and yeah. like the intro is this big like helicopter flyover coming from the coast over the um that power station yeah could you imagine like, like, like and actually tagline edge of the edge world edge of the world this yeah. is exactly <laughs> what it's about so can you imagine like back then they actually had to use a helicopter now they just get a drone <laughs> Like yeah, yeah. back then, like, could you imagine how expensive that would have been? Yeah. Like, like, we're just gonna hire a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, um, that was a good day though. I love hanging out in car parks. You know mm. what I'm always saying at Jam car parks and alleyways, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about it because I think some some of the best times you have at gigs or you know, um, yeah, after the show, you know, when you're outside in the car park mm, and you're having yeah. drinks. No, if you ever want to hang out with ATF, just come to the car park. <laughs> car parks and alleyways, that's where we're at, baby. You know, just hang out. We're, that's what that's what we do. I used to get those long necks of Carlton Draft. Yeah. And just buy one of them and yeah. before the gig just sit in the car and drink. And then I'd watch everyone like slowly yeah. <laughs> rock up to the gig and I'd be like, Yeah Yeah. And then you're amped. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like half half pissed before you go in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Now I've I've been trying I've been trying to cut back my drinking before gigs. When you're playing or like when you at a gig? No, well, playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm I'm the same. If I'm at a gig, I'm getting fucking yeah, smashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the same. I'll drink when when we're playing. I don't usually drink even afterwards because usually I got merch to pack up and stuff to do, and you know, and then you got to drive home. And I tend to get pulled over by cops on the way home <laughs> after after gigs. And usually it's funny because it's like I'm not drinking. Usually if I go out, I'm having a few drinks. But if I'm playing a gig, by the time you get to the end of the night, and you're like, oh man, and then you want to go to the bar, and the bar's closed, and yeah. it's a whole thing. And then. You know, especially if you're playing a Civic and driving down Beaufort Street or whatever, pulled over by a cop, and like, they breathalyze me and they're looking at me, they're like, oh, dreadlocks, black shirt, tattoos. He's, here we go, boys, we got a live one here. And then, you know, they breathalyze me and I'm sitting there cool as a cucumber because I know they got nothing. And, and they're sitting there and they're like, so how's your night been? Making chit chat like they really care. And I'm like, you know, this and that, played a gig and they're like, oh, you're going down so hard. And, and you do the breathalyzer and it blows like 0.00. And they're like, right, out of the car, drug test. Yeah. <laughs> you get the swab going on and yeah. you get to sit in the bus or whatever. And there has to be something on yeah. this guy that we can dig up. Because yeah. I, I had that because when I got back from work, they I drove through a booze bus and blew 0.00. But they looked at me and went, no, there's got to be something. So they yeah. pulled me over and um, maybe do the drug test. Yeah. I parked my car up and walked back to the bus and sit there for fucking 15 minutes, do a fucking mouth yeah. swab. Nothing. 
and that that cop was fucking pissed. Like he wanted to catch something. Yeah. They ended up giving me a fucking driving test. <laughs> what? Yeah, driving test? What do they do? Set up no. a bunch of cones to make you drive through it. <laughs> yes. Like, can, yes. Can you parallel no. park, son? Yes, because <laughs> they had like the the traffic. You know, they set up traffic cones to get the cars through. And he's like, okay, I need you to reverse back through these cones into the uh, the middle lane here, and then take off. Are I'm you like, fucking what? serious? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you kidding me? So I just fucking jump in the car, check reverse, go through the traffic cones, and just fucking drive Drove off. off. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! What the fuck? That's I've crazy. had that before. Like, I remember way back, like maybe 2000, early 2000s. I think it was Nick's car, where they pull us over for an RBT. Yeah. Um, and they breathalyzed Nick. He was fine. But like you were saying, they were trying to find something. Mm. Um, and they were like, why don't you just go ahead and pull over to the side? And they just searched the car. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no probable cause. It's, it was just like, uh, we, are you okay if we search the car? And we stupidly were like, yeah. <laughs> Whatever, man. Yeah, that's mm. cool. Yeah. There was nothing in there, but it was like, why? But wait, yeah. Were you wearing black t-shirts by any chance? Probably at the <laughs> time. I, feel, yeah. I, I find that there's a bit of profiling going on. Not that I'm like dissing or disrespecting the uh, fine local constabulary. Is that even a word? What's that? Is that a word? Yeah, constabulary. Constabulary? I've yeah. never heard that. It's like, you know, like constables and shit. It's like fancy yeah. word for police. Okay. Look it up. <laughs> I just call him the popo. It better be a fucking word because I'm gonna look like an idiot if it's not. But I'm pretty sure it's a word. I just call him popo. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. popo. <laughs> the popo. The five o. The fuzz. Yeah. The fuzz. The fuzz. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, because I mean, generally there's some nice. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, I've, whenever, yeah. whenever I've been pulled over, they've been nice. So it's not like they've been pricks about no, it or no, whatever. No. Yeah. Although I was once pulled over. I think I told you about this gig where I got pulled over twice on the way home on the same stretch of road on Shepparton Road. So. I'm coming back from the Civic, and for whatever reason, I drove through the city. I don't know, I like the view or something. <laughs> and, I, and I've gone through the city, and I've come just over the the cause the yeah the Causeway Bridge, and they had a booze bus there. Pulled me over, I did the breathalyzer, didn't find anything. They pulled me out of the car, and I'm sitting there. I've got a mad ball shirt on, and uh, and the and the police lady sitting there talking to me about you know oh, what have you been up to tonight? I was, like, oh, I was at a gig and all this, and she's like, oh really? I got friends that like you know your sort of music. And I'm like, what do you mean your sort of music? But anyways, <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, you know, she was nice enough, and then like, so I get you know past all that. So there's 15 minutes waiting there. So I get back in the car, and you go, I'm going down Shepparton Road now, and I'm like coming up to the top of the hill, like going to in Vic Park, and then I get to the top of the hill. There's another booze bus there, and I'm like, seriously? <laughs> so I get pulled over. They look at me, of course. They pull me over, breathalyzer, and I'm like, sweet. They you know pass that, and then they're like, right, can you step out of the vehicle, do a drug test? And I, I just pleaded with them. I was like, look. You can check my plates. I just got pulled over down the road here. Please, like, I've like it's already fifteen minutes. Another fit. That's half an hour, and I haven't even got like anywhere near <laughs> closer to getting home. And so, luckily enough, the guy radioed down and checked that I had been through that, and like he let me go. So you know, good on him. They common sense prevailed. So yeah, you see, I've got a backup plan for all that. I just pretend I don't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I've got a trump card in yeah. my pocket. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just do this, yeah. and like I'll tuck, tuck my my shirt into my pants really high. <laughs> And drive like this and just go. <laughs> and then I fucking. What do you say to them if they pull you over? I just go, hello. 
<laughs> and then that's all I'll say. Yeah. And they'll be like, uh, yeah, well, do you have your driver's license? You've, you've been drinking tonight? And I'm just like, huddle. <laughs> and they'll just be like, fuck it. I don't want to deal with this yeah. fucking guy tonight. And, uh, see, when, when I'd, I'd, I did lose my license for six months. Um, and it was, it, but it was really stupid. That's because you ran over a small child, though, right? Uh, no, that was before. <laughs> um, but no, it was coming back from uh, Mojo's in Fremantle, back up Sterling Highway, and I'd, I'd obviously been drinking Mojo's, but I didn't have any anything to eat and didn't have dinner. Yeah. So I was with um, my ex at the time, and I thought, oh, I'm going to pull into Hungry Jacks in Claremont on the way back. So I pulled into Hungry Jacks, went through the drive-through, and. The same Hungry Jacks that I've been going to for fucking years and years and years. Um, and I want to get back on the Sterling Highway and turn left. But the driveway actually has little arrows that says you have to go right and drive around mm. through the car park back out there. But I said, no, nah, fuck, I'm just going to you know, go the way I always go. So I went through the drive-thru kind of thing and went through, but there just happened to be a cop car mm. sitting in the car park. And I, I, I saw him there. At a fast food joint, a cop car, no way. Yeah, but no, I saw, I saw the cop there. Like, I saw him, and I thought, well, I'm not... I'm not doing anything wrong. I just yeah. need to... Like, it's literally, like, fucking three metres from the drive through to the road. So I went there, jumped on the road, and took off. And next two seconds later, he's fucking behind me, pulls me over. And I just happened to blow... Wow, well, I don't know about... Not twice, two times over the limit. <laughs> That's yeah. what point... Yeah, but he, he said to me, he said to me, the only reason we pulled you over was because you drove out of the drive through the wrong way. Really? I'm like, it's not the wrong way. It's the same way I always go. I just need to go f- three meters to get to the road and drive out. It's not like a one way in. Yeah. 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 But I had all my guitars and shit in the back of the car, and I <laughs> said to the cop, uh, "Excuse me, officer. I've got all, I've got a lot of gear in the back of my car." And he, uh, his ears probably shouldn't use the word gear either. <laughs> in hindsight, yeah. gear. What gear? Yeah. Like oh, guitars and shit. And the, the cop was nice. He actually said, "Oh, oh we we don't want because like you got you got to come down to the station." <laughs> And um, Steph, Steph was just sitting there, like, kind of laughing and shaking your head at me, like, yeah, whatever. But the cop's like, no, we don't want to leave, like, your guitars and stuff in the car, so you can put them in the, uh, the, the back of our car and we'll take them with you. And we never saw them again. So I opened up the boot and I, you know, pull out my guitars and they opened up the boot of the cop car. And as soon as the, the cop car boot opened, there was just, like, smell of gunpowder. Just like that, as, as if they'd been, and there was, like, a shotgun sitting there. And so I'm putting these fucking guitars in the boot of the car. And we're driving down to the station, and I can't remember what, something. There was there was something going on the radio, like they were making jokes or some shit. And Steph picked up on it. Yeah. But these cops were like, oh fuck! But then they scrambled to turn off the radio because these cops were like talking shit and all the stuff that was going on. Was it yeah. stuff like, yeah, hey, how funny was it we shot that guy in the face? He didn't even do nothing. <laughs> no, I reckon they must have snuck off somewhere and just like <laughs> firing off rounds in their fucking gun. Just, like, totally trash that guy's house. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They actually cared about your equipment. Yeah, it was quite nice of them. Yeah. 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 Jealous cunts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. What is, what is twice over the limit? One, uh, point one oh? Point one. Yeah, I think I was point one three or something like that. Oh, shit. Okay. Mm. I had a couple yeah. of points. I've been caught once uh, after a gig at... Either Mojo's or the Swan Basement. It was like a competition. Fremantle. Yeah, Fremantle. It was Fremantle. going. It was going up on Sterling Highway. Fucking Sterling Highway. Yeah, you gotta yeah, watch man. out. Oh, but it doesn't matter. Trap. Like, cause 
coming back from Frio, there's sort of two ways, especially where I live. It's either Sterling Highway, but I usually go Leech Highway, and it's the same thing. You either got speed cameras or cops all along those two roads. Yeah, yeah. two ways in and out. So you well, can watch out. basically, don't drink and drive. But yeah. at the time, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we're not we're not endorsing that. <laughs> we're not endorsing drinking and driving. But at the time, I was like right on point oh five, like point oh five two or something. Mm-hmm. And the guy, this was back when they were, I wouldn't say lenient, but they they could give you like just yeah, a fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just got like a eighty dollar fine or hundred and something dollar fine. Yeah, and that was yeah. That was but it. you know now that point zero five is, is now considered over, over the limit. Yeah, it's over now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So if you blow point zero five, you get a fine. That's like saying if the speed limit's sixty and you're caught going sixty, you're you're going over the limit. That's true. It's it's bullshit. You, they, mm. they can't do that. Well, they can. Well, well they, they can. Just did. <laughs> <laughs> they can and they did. Yeah. 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 So, but uh, I guess you could almost say the limit is point point oh four nine. Yeah. But why not just say that then? Yeah. Because if you, if they say the limit is point zero five, yet point zero five is over the limit now. Yeah. Yet all advertising says point zero five. Like it's yeah yeah well what I the g- fuck are they doing? I guess the real moral of the story is yeah. just take a whole handful of Valium and <laughs> you'll be fine. It won't pick up. You'll be fucking fine. Skull all your drinks and drive before the first hour. <laughs> yeah. you're right. Exactly. Yeah. It's actually safer to drink while driving than it is to drink after driving. Oh, to drive after drinking. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I, more drinks for that man. <laughs> As he's drinking a Jim Beam and Coke. Oh my goodness. Uh, Halloween yeah. yeah We went around the corner there We, we like got right off subject No 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 no. <laughs> there is no subject on no, this podcast No that's cool I'm cool with that That's how I roll like, Yeah You ever seen Billy Connolly do stand up Like where he sort of starts Billy telling, Connolly Billy Connolly <laughs> Where he starts telling the story And then he sort of comes back to the main arc of the story He goes off in tangents Yeah I'm like that But I'm not smart enough to come back to my main arc like, Yeah I mean, So I just like get there and like What the fuck was I talking about <laughs> So I'm glad yeah. you brought it back up so. no, no no that's fine It's like a little bow tie on the end but um yes. no i was saying halloween as in that's pretty much your next show i haven't seen you guys fucking play yet yeah yeah what's up with that yeah well you've only played twice no we haven't no. We played heaps no since, yeah, but, since but i've been back in, since i've been back oh, since yeah. march oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah but okay. in perth because we we played we played in bunbury, played bunbury. In rockingham rockingham no oh, yeah, so we've only played once <laughs> once in perth since you've been back then yeah yeah since yeah, okay. march so yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Keep to that. We'll come check it out, yeah. Should be good. Yeah. Should be good. I wish we could tell you more, but you, you yeah. can, if you're smart enough, you, you know what we're talking you're about. Pre- you, people can put two and two together, yeah, but yeah. what about it? Can't you say, oh, the, the lineup or the event hasn't been the announced? Event, the event and the lineup, we can't say okay, anything cool. about. Okay, cool. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. But I got the contract yesterday, and I probably shouldn't even mention it. But we do have. A, I don't care. We we, we got a, we got a gig coming up in October, and just you know, just clear the whole month. Just hell, yeah. no, actually, we got Halloween. We got Halloween, so like around that time, just you know, do your due diligence and clear that off your calendar and put it in ATF. We're gonna be yeah. ATF's all this filth, by the way, just in case you don't know. You're like, what the fuck is this guy going to the yeah. alcohol, tobacco, and firearms? Yeah. You know, it's, no, it's all all terrain fencing. All terrain fencing. Yeah. <laughs> is that really a company? Yeah. Yeah, all terrain fencing. Does all the, the you ever like seen around the building sites and stuff? Yes, ATF. ATF the, the big block letters, yeah, like yeah. ATF in like mm. blue. Yeah, that's where that. I got the inspiration for the name from. Really? No. Oh, <laughs> if you just said yes, <laughs> I, 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 I was at um, I was at Harvey Norman the other day, and I pulled into the car park and parked behind this car. Yeah. And the car in front of me had the number plate one ATF. Yeah, yeah. You uh-huh. sent a picture to that. Do you know what's funny is um, sometimes I get like people where I'll meet like just fans, all these Hill fans, and like they'll they'll 
like come up to me and show me their phone. They've taken a picture of like one of those ATF signs. They're like, check it out. I took a picture. And I'm like, ah, good on you. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, man. It's, it's nice to know people are thinking ha- of it. Hashtag ATF sightings. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you guys have to do it. No. Don't take it the wrong way, but you have to do a, a photo shoot where you're like, you have hazmat suits on and yeah. just like rubbish around you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. taking yeah. out the trash. Taking yeah. out the trash. Well, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet you've heard that one before. Oh, not taking out the trash, but yeah. Oh, actually, well, no. filth, you know, rubbish. I don't know. Yeah. When I when I when I hear the word filth, I just think of rubbish. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But in, yeah, it, I'm, I'm trying to dig. I'm trying to dig myself <laughs> out of this hole. Dig here. up, stupid. No, no, it's fine. Like, I know dig up, stupid. Yeah, I know, I know what you. I know what you're talking about. Um, the name, the name, all this field actually comes from an old like a song from my previous band, Dissonant. We did a song called All This Filth, and then when like Dissonant sort of fell apart, and there was myself and Jared, our bassist. Who had just joined and he plays bass now for population control and nails of imposition and when when he when when he and i started all this filth we were just like oh no name and i just thought oh well that's a song title and i kind of like it let's let's go with it so you know and uh it's got it's got a meaning like all this filth like sort of um basically the song's about like you know looking around and just seeing everything around you and just being like man look at all this filth like just look at all this shit that's going on in the world this is just fucking filth you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. all the injustice all, all the terrible shit you know that, yeah it's a pretty broad mm. term but that's basically what it com- comes yeah, from but it works on many levels yeah yeah like, exactly politically emotionally yeah politically physically emotionally, yeah. with actual rubbish as well yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> well I mean back to the rubbish again yeah, yeah. back to the rubbish I mean, when you think about it there's a lot of like you know, when you got like uh, a lot of really rich people in the world, then then conversely, you've got a lot of really poor people, and there's a lot of, in poor areas. There's a lot of filth. There's a lot of there's a lot of you know. Yeah. There's, there's no sanitation. There's no way to clean that up. Yeah. You know. So when we play, when we do a really, really, really big show, where there's like a half hour changeover, you know, I, can can I kind of go on stage before the whole gig and actually just with like a mop? <laughs> with a, a hat on and a janitor thing just mop like mopping the stage without anyone even knowing why would you want to do that because <laughs> he's a weirdo <laughs> I've, I've, I've actually done that before I have done that before you clean the stage yes. voluntarily before yes. you play why would you clean it no before no no before, uh, before the, for the Dixie Chicks at Birds of Dome you did, what, the did, they, did they did yeah. they ask you to do that? Yeah, or? yeah, because the, the the band played before, so it was my did job. The, did the Dixie Chicks, the actual chicks, or did someone affiliate? No, with yeah, them? yeah, because it would the be stage so band. much better for this story <laughs> if it's the actual Dixie Chicks. Because I kind of want to hear you do an impress, impersonation of the Dixie Chicks oh, asking you to mop the, the stage. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, yeah, Howdy, y'all, my, could you please mop the stage <laughs> for us? Walk out in front of thirty thousand people with a broom, <laughs> and when you walk out, the crowd goes wild, and I've got a broom. Yeah, right. sweeping the stage, just sound checking the broom. Just gonna yeah. say, do you reckon you'd get more <laughs> shit if you had the broom or if you're doing sound check? Because people would do sound check, and the guy's like, two, 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 and everyone's like, boo, get off the stage, <laughs> you're a failure, you know, yeah. like. Well, it's always that thing when someone when it's all it's all dark and quiet and everyone's waiting, yeah. and someone walks out on the stage. Yeah, oh, wait, it's just that uh, yeah. guy. Do you know what I? <laughs> I think that guitar techs secretly revel in the applause. There's no secret about it. They love it. Yeah, yeah they love it. Isn't it? Yeah. They love just like cock teasing, man. Like yeah. I see guys come out and just check the guitar, tune it. Yeah. They go back, five minutes later, come back, 
check the guitar again. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just making sure it's still a guitar yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it hasn't morphed into something yeah. else. Yeah. And they walk off, but... Oh, man. But it's so cool that anyone walking out when the lights are down, yeah. just immediately you get the goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true, yeah. It's all smoke and mirrors, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the in the lighting and shit. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking my, my, my days now. Um, the, the, the best gig I think, if I had to go back and think of any gig that I did, was Lincoln Park at Burswood Dome. Yeah, yeah. doing the Kabuki drop. Literally, thirty, forty thousand people on one side, and Lincoln Park on the other side. And when the crowd drops, it's just like bang with music, bang with crowd. I'm just in the middle going, fuck yes. yes. What, what are they open with? Yes. Um, I don't know. I wasn't really focused yeah. at that time. I just had, had this whole fucking curtain dropping yeah. on top of me and we had to like run it off the crowd, but just the intensity and shit of that fucking moment was just like, that was fucking killer. Yeah. I know Slipknot yeah. have done that. Um, I think they did it on the... Uh, not the All Hope Is Gone tour. The, the one where they did... Um, what album was it? Volume 3, Subliminal Verses tour. And like, I've, I've got the live album from that tour and uh, they would... Uh, They'd have an announcer come on, like, in whatever accent, they're from whatever country, and they'd say, uh, we'd like to advise you the band Slipknot uh, will not be performing tonight. And everyone's like, boo, and they're going crazy, and they're like, we're trying to rectify the situation. And, and then, like, the boo, and then there's a curtain, and then the curtain, like, sort of, this curtain sort of drops, and then, like, the band just busts into a song, and they're right yeah, there, and yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, surprise, because you, you go from that agony to the ecstasy and, like, that, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny. Yeah, because I've, I've, done, I've done many of those kabuki drops, but just that moment, I actually remember dropping and looking up on the stage, and there's, like, fucking Lincoln Park, like, Chester, like, right yeah. fucking there. I was like, fuck, this is awesome. We, we ran that fucking curtain off that front of the stage, like, seconds, and just, I just turned around and just watched it just, like, a couple of minutes ago, and... Fuck yes, that's awesome. Speaking yeah. of Chester, mm-hmm. what are you? What are your thoughts on the on? <sighs> yeah, are we really gonna go there? <laughs> Why not? Oh, really? Why not? We're talking about anything here, right? Yeah. I mean, it's sad one way or another. Oh, yeah, that's oh, that's the sure. thing. Either way, it's like he's gone, and like yeah, we lost fucking a really fucking awesome person. Yeah. yeah. Two. Yeah, because we had Chris Cornell, Chris yeah. and Manchester, yeah, and that's, both, that's, both that's really the, good friends. But that's the really strange thing is because they were yeah, they're both good friends. Yeah, and yeah. Chester killed himself on Chris Cornell's birthday. Yeah, in really? the same, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, with the pretty much the exact same exercise belt. Yeah. And I know, like for a lot of people, they're like, "Oh, here we fucking go <laughs> with the conspiracies." Yeah. But man, what are the fucking odds? Yeah, Just it's, think it's of that, so you know? coincidental. And I, yeah, I, I don't want to delve into any conspiracy no, because, theories but because automatically when you I start, could, heading, but I'm not yeah. going to. No, no, fair enough. <laughs> when you start heading that way, people just ima- like automatically go, this, oh, yeah. "These guys are but fucking the, stupid." Yeah. You know, but it was there's actually, a lot of fishy shit, man. A lot but of it was shit. it was head from corn. That really, I think, opened up people's eyes with the comments that he was saying, where a lot of people, when someone like when something like that happens, it's all just like, oh, thoughts and prayers, mm. this shit happens, all that, blah blah blah. But Head was the one that came out and said, you know, there's a problem, you know, it, it, all this hashtag thoughts and prayers, blah blah blah. He was just like, you know, something's going on, there's a problem, something needs to be dealt with, we need to look into this, and rather people just fucking. 
washing over with all la da I think crap. there is a problem and it's not just for the musicians in the music industry they've done studies on people who even just work in the music industry like your roadies your sound guys and stuff it's the hours we work the lack of money and just like social isolation and, and the fact that like artistic type people are more prone to uh, mental illness and whatnot. Mm. you get like like I said with the combination like mental illness and those sort of hours and the pressures and Mm. You know, because there's a lot of time where you're not, like, getting paid to do what you do and you're working long hours and it's just really... You feel isolated because, you know, the rest of the world is up during the day. You're up all night. Yeah. Like, we are. Like, we're all up here now. And You you spend, what, like, say, like, an hour on stage performing and doing what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest of it's either sitting on a bus or a plane or sitting fucking... And not sleeping. Trapped in hotel rooms, going to fucking signings, all that fucking just... Yeah. It's a grind. And you're not sleeping. You're not eating properly. You know, you're not... Mm. Yeah. You know, like I said, not just for the artists, for for your sound guys, for your roadies, for your tour managers and stuff. And there's a high instance of, in the the music industry in general, and entertainment industry in general, of people, you know, committing suicide. And something does have to be looked into because there is sort of like no minimum wage in in the industry. There's a lot of that whole, you should be just thankful for working in the music industry so therefore you don't get paid. And it's like, well, everyone, you know, people got bills, we got families, it puts more pressure on you. There's also no counselling for that group as well. There's Mm. no... even worse is that it's stigmatized within mm. the whole industry. So yeah. you're gonna because yeah. like, but but wouldn't someone in in that kind of position say Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington that are like in the the top A of their professions they'd be getting pampered they'd be they'd be rolling people roll out red carpets for those guys true yeah. they'd be living the luxury box kind of yeah. thing where someone in on the lower levels they're the ones that real have to do more grinding. Yeah, yeah, but, but to find someone that's in that kind of position. But mental illness knows no bounds. You could have all the money in the world and you could still be fucking miserable on the inside, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah. and we don't know what was going through their head, we're just speculating here, but you know, when you when you got demons running around in there and you know, it's constant, it's it's it is a grind. Like even just even if you are pampered, even if you are, you know, you've you know mm. it's it's hard because they say a lot of artistic people uh, they have to sort of channel that they have to sort of sort of step on the dark side to be able to make beautiful art out of yeah. that. And it takes a toll. It takes a toll. You, you know, you live on the dark side, you know, sometimes the dark side takes back from you, you know. And, mm. Mm. and when you when you come to Perth to do a show and the local crew steals your rider. <laughs> I've I've had many good I, <laughs> Yeah. We we we've snuck into many green rooms and ate, ate is, is other this is this food. why is this why nobody's coming to Perth now? Yeah, probably. It's probably because of this yeah. guy. They keep robbing yeah. people this when they go. Like, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> just I just want my turkey sandwich. And, no, and, and I'm not kidding. They, they lay out fucking smorgasbords of fucking food for these bands. And we dig, See, we I, dig in. We fucking dig it. I what? will <laughs> dig in because I know sometimes you get a really big band and yeah. they get all that stuff and they yeah. don't eat it. Yeah. yeah. No, because that, that like did happen. You get rotting in the corner. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking steal a slice yeah. of this fucking sandwich. I yeah. think that's okay at the end of the night once the band's gone or whatever. Maybe nah. Well, before yeah. they arrive, before they even get there. <laughs> but no, but fuck them. I think they, they don't won't miss what they don't know that they had. You know what yeah. I mean? Because like, that, you know. that that <laughs> night that we did Megadeth at um, Challenge Stadium, we after the the sound check, we were fucking around. We went up to the top, and 
it was around dinner time. We walk walk up into the, the top like box area where the big lounge and shit is, and there's just like smorgasbord of food and everything. So we just sit down. Oh, it must be dinner time. Yeah. We sit down. We start. You know, there's like a crew of ten of us. Wait, so just, this is Dave Mustaine's rider? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we, we ate this whole thing, and then we, we got told off afterwards that, guys, that was the band's rider. And they had to go and organise a new fucking rider. <laughs> Could you imagine Dave Mustaine there? Like, <laughs> which one of these assholes ate my Dave, rider? Dave, that, that, was, that was good roast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man. Oh my goodness! Yeah. What sort of food did he have? Like, just out of interest? Oh, it's just, oh, it's just everything. Like roast lamb, fucking sandwiches, sandwiches, yeah. just yeah. fucking everything. Coconut Some water. Losers stole my sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they, they started wising up, especially the birds with dome, where they'd start serving the crew first. They bring out like the shitty meals. Yeah, and then once we're done, we, we go back to work slop. and they start. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. They just fucking serve it in a trough. Like, crew, get over here. Just fucking yeah. slop in a trough. <laughs> everyone, everyone, like, congregates around the trough. Just <laughs> Do you go pigs in your face, mm. you know? Well, that, that's, that, that's kind of the reason why I got out of all that, because that's what it became. It's like literally herding sheep around the fucking pens and yeah. just fucking whiplashing you to work. But plus, uh, a, lot, a lot of the crew about. changed, right? And so you, you didn't know. There's a high turnover in the industry as well. Yeah. Like yeah. that's what I'm talking about before. Is a long hours, shitty pay. Yeah. I mean, no I've I've I've, known, you know? I've I've worked with a lot of people that have gone on to work. You know, better better levels of their profession. Like actually going to be proper sound guys, proper yeah. touring, lighting mm. guys, and all that stuff, which is good for those yeah. small few. But just other people, just especially, it was good for. Like it, you get a lot of backpackers, like a lot of people just looking for a quick bit of work, yeah. bit of money on the side. But for someone that lives locally that wanted to sort of have a sustainable income, it's yeah. just no. Nah, and that and that's just it. it. You know, it's like the entertainment industry in general, where you have that upper echelon, like whether it be actors or, or musicians or even just the support crew, like your sound guys and your roadies. You get those people that do have that regular work. They're but they're in the top two percent, and the rest yeah, of us yeah. jumps and the rest of the ninety eight percent of us are down there struggling to pay the bills and you know yeah. working long hours and just stressed mm. out of our minds and, and 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 your parents and your friends like why don't you get a real job <laughs> yeah uh, well Axel Rose wasn't stressed when I had to carry his massage bed out of his fucking green room a massage bed <laughs> yeah like a whole massage <laughs> bed yeah, yeah. well that, 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 was the, that was when I met Axel Rose was we had to go up and help get this big massage bed out we're standing outside the door and Axel Rose just walks out he's looking around like what the fuck I'm like fuck and we're normally told, you know, don't interact with the artist if you see them, you know, just, I'm like, fuck, this is Axel Rose. Took my glove off. Axel, man, fucking nice to meet you. Thanks for coming to Perth. He just, like, shook my hand and went, yeah, cool. And fucked off again. <laughs> that and then, sounds then we, like and then, and then we carried out the um, exercise bed. Was the bed I mean, part of his bed. rider? I've heard that, like, he has weird things on his rider. Yeah, well, it's like, like something, yeah. He, they he asked for, like, a bed and, like, a cheese platter and, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would totally get that. What, cheese platter or a bed? <laughs> Just the cheese platter, not the bed. Yeah, yeah. But, but if you're a vocalist, the cheese platter's not good for you. Yeah, it fucks up. It gives you mucus, right? Yeah, mucus. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not a not a good idea anyway. Any dairy, right? Uh, yeah. Bad. I love yeah. don't get me wrong, I love dairy and I love cheese, but you know, I'm not gonna go down in a cheese platter before I go on stage, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> just eat, eat a whole block of cheese. Yeah, yeah, I'm just right sitting before. eating a che- block of cheese. <laughs> Nothing else, yeah, just yeah. The cheese. <laughs> That's what we're all in this for, aren't we? Just the cheese. Just the cheese. Yeah, just yeah. the cheese. The cheese. And that pussy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. 
None of that. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that that's a big, bit of a myth. Like, I mean, maybe back in the day, but uh, I've seen the Haunted Roadkill DVD and Peter Dolving from the Haunted gets up on stage and he's like, he's up there and he's like, when I first got into this, like, I'm paraphrasing here, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he's sort of like, when I first got into this, you know, I was in this, I wanted, you know, I wanted I wanted all the the booze and the drugs and man, I wanted to meet women. Oh, I just wanted to meet some women. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally what he was like. And then he gets up there and he's like, and he goes, sure enough, you get on tour and he's like, you get the booze, you get the drugs, but women, women are slightly, just slightly too smart to, to you know, associate themselves with someone who, who lives in a van for months and at a time yeah. with five other yeah. guys you know yeah. what I mean and you know they, they sit there and they're like mm, yeah I guess yeah. you know I could or I, can, you know, I'm, I think I'm just going to go home and read a good book and touch yeah. myself and think about what you could have been dear you know? <laughs> it, like, it is it is a big myth because the guys that I know that are do that no. like even outside of the music thing yeah. they're already like man whores anyway yeah no you're right like, so yeah. like you know like I've been approached by girls every now and again but it, it was never because of me it was the association with other crew you know what I mean yeah. they're like I'm kind of with you because you are probably a, like a, a, a gateway to other people That's <laughs> but I'm just here temporarily I was going to say at least, you know? you, at least you had that I don't <laughs> yeah. think at, for, for ATF I mean you know we've there's been you know I've been doing ATF for almost well almost 10 years and I think Firstly, A, we don't get a lot of uh, females at our shows. We get a lot of guys, but... A lot of guys. Yeah. A lot of guys, mm-hmm. which is cool, but like... But you even get there's a lot some, of females. There's some lookers there. Yeah. yeah. Was it with the guys or the girls? Yeah, the guys. There's some hot guys there. <laughs> <That's laughs> <something, that's some laughs> hey, our, our guitarist, Mark Honey, man, that guy's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, there's not a lot of, lot of girls and like, uh, I don't know, we played one gig at... Uh, where was it? Fremantle, Newport. At the Newport, which I thought was going to be, a, I thought like, oh man, this gig's going to suck. It was one of those nights where you're just thinking, this is not going to go well. But it went fantastic. It was probably my favorite gig of all time. Like, we went there and there was a there was a festival on the same day. It was a Sunday for starters. So it's a Sunday. We're in Fremantle, and if you know in Perth, when you're playing a gig in Fremantle, you're already pushing shit uphill. So we're playing at the Newport. <laughs> the, the headline band had pulled out. It was uh, Let's Kill Uncle had pulled out, like, just, just previous to the show. And then they were like, you guys got to headline this show now. And we're like, okay. And previous to that, we'd played a lot of shows. This is back in 2014. We'd done a whole bunch of shows, and we thought, fuck, man. Like, you know, you're going to have, like, audience exhaustion where they're just not going to come see you because they've seen you too many times. And so, we're, we're, you know, and there's a festival at the Civic on the same day, metal festival, and we're just like, man, this, is, this, this might not go too well. So we rock up, and there's like, at the start of the night, the, you know, it was because it was a Sunday gig as well, it started early, like 5 or whatever, and was going to be finished by 10, something like that. Anyways, there wasn't a lot of people there earlier on, and I'm thinking, oh, all right, we've played one too many gigs here, you know, whatever, we'll just cop this and just have a good time and get up on stage, right? And... And we we got up on stage. We were headlining, and man, like people just come out of like everywhere. It was crazy. Like all of a sudden, there was like it wasn't a huge crowd, but they were just into it, like totally into it. Mm. And it was fantastic. And it's I think I've told you about the belt incident. So our old <laughs> our old bassist Brad, right? He's quite a tall and skinny young chap. And um, at the well, he'd he'd been battling cancer previous to that, and they on and off, and he'd been having chemo, so he'd lost a lot of weight. So he has his belt on and we're on stage and the show's going really well. We're like, this is this is cool. Like the crowd's getting into it, they're singing the lyrics and shit, which was just totally unexpected. It's like one of those things where like 
it, because it was unexpected, it was even better. Do you know what I mean? You're, yeah. sitting there, you're just sitting there going, oh, man, this is just going to, you know. And everybody, like, a lot of people think, like, bands don't think like that, but you do. Like, you yeah. do. You think, oh, God, <laughs> not here we go, you know. But anyways, we're on there, and it's going great. And um, and then, like, uh, I think it was after Everyday Slavery, Brad taps me on the shoulder, and I'm talking to the crowd, and he just taps me, and he goes, he goes, your man, like, my, my belt, and my belt's broken. And I just sort of look at him, and his pants are, like, falling down. He's, like, trying to hold up his pants. And I'm like, what do you want me to do, like, you know? I'm like, because I wear a belt, but I'm not giving my belt to him because otherwise my pants are going to be falling down. <laughs> I wear a lot of chains. My pants are heavy. I got cargo pockets full of shit. Anyways, <laughs> so so I'm sitting there, and, like, I just, like, I turn around, and I go, okay. Like, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, when you, when you have something interrupt your set, you can lose momentum, right? Yeah. Like, you all know that, right? So I'm... Um, I'm sitting there and I just turn to the crowd and just as an off-the-cuff remark, I say, hey, Brad's got a bit of a wardrobe malfunction here. He's, his belt's come off. Has anyone got a spare belt? And I think nothing of it. And I turn around to see Brad trying to like, you know, and I'm sitting there and I just said to him like, man, you got any gaffer tape or anything? Like, anyway, so I <laughs> said that to the crowd about the, the, you know, anyone got a spare belt? And then I hear clink, clink. And I turn around and there's people from the crowd and I shit you not, like people will back me up on this throwing belts on the fold back speakers throwing them on stage and I'm just like the fuck is going on here <laughs> and so I'm picking up belts and it's hilarious I'm just picking up belts going yo yo you know check this out and I was like Brad how about this one he's like no not that one and some chick in the crowd I remember her like just coming up and she had one of those like studded chick belts like really chick she just hands me this belt and I was like Brad you've got to wear this buddy <laughs> and he, he puts on one belt and it was too too big for him because he was really skinny at this stage he still is a really skinny guy he's always been a skinny guy and so he's, you know so he's finally got a belt and I'm thinking okay well that was funny but you know and there's still belts just lying all over the stage <laughs> and I was just thinking Jesus there's got to be a lot of people out there with their pants falling down <laughs> so you know that, this is mentally in my head I'm just having a bit of a chuckle and I go alright so we're going to get back into it and I'm thinking well the momentum's going to stop and it's going to be shit from here on out but the momentum of the set picked up the energy was great and from that it actually made the night better and it was fantastic. Anyways, to back to the point about the women at gigs. So, <laughs> I kid you not. So, I'm like, so, like, we don't have a lot of women come to the shows. And, and you know, when you do, you, you can point them out because there's not that many there. And so, we get to, like, the last couple songs. And I think we were playing 11 past. And there was people chanting during 11 past. And I was like, I've never heard that before. Like, in, in the sort of that chorusy, post chorusy breakdown yeah, yeah, yeah. bit. And, like, you know, Anyways, so yeah, we're playing. That's exactly how yeah, I play exactly that. Yeah. We don't actually have a guitar doing that. I'm just sitting there mouthing <laughs> that into the mic. But anyways, so we're you know that bit's going on, and they're chanting "oi, oi, oi" in time to the music. It was like mental. And then we finished this set, and like people are chanting "one more song, one more song," and I'm just like, nah, because you know. I've read somewhere that uh, encores are for people who don't know how to finish their set properly. So I just Ooh. thought, so I just thought, I just thought, you know, whatever, we're, we're done, we're, we're cool for now, you know, because I want to leave and wanting more rather than come back and like yeah. be like, oh, you know, now we're done with you, get off stage. So there's people chanting, and so we, we finish the set. The other guys start packing up, and me being like, you know, Mister like the guy with all the merch, I'm like, fuck it. So I. I just unplug my mic, grab a bunch of CDs and just jump off the stage into the crowd and, you know, proceed to get people coming up like, yeah, that was killer, you know, buying CDs, just pats on the back and whatever. So I'm dating this chick at the time. Like, I was in a long-term relationship for about 10 years, well, probably about eight or nine by this point. And uh, 
there a couple of girls came up come up to me which is just totally rare and, and like they're all like oh that was fantastic rah rah like you know can you sign our cd or whatever and so i sold them some cd signed it and they they one of them i remember distinctly was like kind of giddy like you know that whole like i've just met a rock star or some shit mm, but yeah but, but totally not but like that was the sort of what i was getting and one of them gave me a hug and I remember seeing out of the corner of my eye, my girlfriend at the time, daggers, fucking daggers, just coming across like yeah. she's going to kill me. I'm sitting there with my arms like out to the sides, like I'm not touching, not touching, you know, yeah. I'm being good here. Like, yeah. you know, not aroused, yeah, not, not aroused. aroused. You know, we're all good. <laughs> but that's like those those things are so rare with the, with, the, with the females that I can remember that and tell you the story. Yeah. Because it doesn't happen all that often. So. Yeah. The moral of the story is if you're looking for chicks, you know, there's easier ways than getting into your music <laughs> oh for sure yeah I mean that that just you're basically saying that you're unemployed yeah basically you know, yeah. <laughs> there's that initial spark but then it's like yeah this guy ain't gonna sustain an actual relationship and know? I think like when you're younger like a lot of a lot of chicks sort of they don't mind that because when you're younger it's sort of like whatever you know mm. no one's got any but as you get older they're sort of like well I need someone who's going to support me. I need a man with a job. You ain't got no job. Yeah, you ain't got no yeah. car. You know. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a generational thing. I think mm. w- women over like 30 will will be like, nah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, ain't, I ain't touching that with yeah. a clown. Person. I know I'm generalizing. And so there's probably women out there that are 30 plus that are yeah. like, eh, I wouldn't mind doing that. But yeah, from my experience, yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, like, being at the bar before your show. Yeah. And none of the girls are talking to you yeah <laughs> and then you go up and play and they're like oh he's in that and then they like they're like yeah, oh exactly. that was really good and then they're approaching you like so when are you playing next and stuff and I know not all of that is to do with you yeah. like it's probably that they're actually interested in the band yeah, but, yeah. but yeah it's just strange that because I've always come from that introverted sort of thing where yeah same yeah I'm not the type of guy that, that is a quite is approachable you know, or, or that appears to be approachable for a lot of women. Yeah. Um, and I think, it, it, you know, not to pull the race card, but, you know, it is, there's not a lot of Asians in the music scene that I know yeah. of. Like, I know all of the Asians in the music scene. You well, know how, I mean? how many? There's, like, uh, probably a good half dozen that I know. But in general, like, yeah. to find an Asian drummer... In a, in a band, like, yeah. it's really pretty rare in general, I think. That's true. I think I've met two... Maybe? Yeah. In, in Perth, anyways. I mean, you know. Well, there's a band called Angel Sigh. You remember them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the dudes. Yeah, and, I was just and, thinking. And John from Discord was another, yep. uh, the, the old guitarist for Discord. Mm. Um, I think he makes pedals now. With guitar pedals? Yeah, guitar oh, cool. pedals. Yeah, he makes his own guitar pedals now. But, yeah, very, very few. But, yeah, um, just an interesting observation. Like, it's like, when you are a minority, you can't help but pick other people out like yeah. it's, just, it's just a thing i guess yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just like hey one of one of us yeah, 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 nice. yeah. i'm sorry that was actually quite rude i just ducked out yeah, I, yeah i felt pretty yeah. i was telling yeah. a pretty can, cool can, story can, can you tell that story again because no, you can just you can, <laughs> you can just yeah, i was gonna say you, can you just missed listen out to, buddy you can <laughs> just listen to the podcast whenever it goes up man the fuck yeah. you know but um how was your urination yeah, it was it was good. You yeah. just missed some cool shit Daryl was saying about uh, a being a minority and b the the whole women in, in in music thing and that what you were saying about the it's funny how people react to you like yeah I think not even not even just women but like when you when you before you get up Any, on stage, anyone for that matter yeah, yeah, yeah before anyone. you get up on stage yeah. and like you know nobody wants to talk to you and then you get off stage and all of a sudden everyone wants to be your friend and I 
I, I, I don't get that anymore. I, no? I used to get that. I think I'm just old and fat and ugly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, hey, do you, now, now. Do you ever, uh, do you I, ever, I used to be a hunk. I used to be fucking like, nah, probably not. Uh, <laughs> but do you ever feel a bit like, you know, a bit like, I kind of like, are these people, like, not fake, but for a better word, like, you know, do you feel like they're only interested in me because I've been on stage? Like, beforehand, Absolutely. beforehand yeah. you didn't want to know me, didn't want to, yeah. you know, and now, now and all of a sudden. There's, I, I almost, like, don't have a problem with it, but it's just very interesting. No, I'm the same, mm. but I, I tend yeah. to think, you know, because I'm a bit uh, cynical, I tend to think you wouldn't hey, give if, me the time yeah, of day yeah. otherwise. If, yeah. if, if I can pull chicks by playing guitar and not actually have to talk to them, I'm all down for it. I'm all good for that. Yeah, how's that working out yeah. for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. Oh, but man, I think the the whole rock and roll scene, like the the Motley Crews and all that, they they start they perpetuated that whole lifestyle. Yeah, I'm not sure if it happens as much now. I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't think so. No, because yeah, even like bands that are well known still aren't making a lot of money. So when they're on tour, they're still in a tiny little van. They're not like huge tour buses. Yeah. And they don't have massive rides. Yeah, well, so so many bands nowadays are using their own money to yeah. get around and get shit done. Whereas That's back shit. then, yeah, when no labels were fucking yeah. throwing money left, right, and center, yeah, it was just like no skin off their back. They can just have fun and do their shit, and they could party as well. Like bands on tour these days, I find can't really. I mean, don't get me wrong, bands still party. We find mm. we find a way to party, mm. you know, if we can. But it's not like ridiculous over-the-top parties with strippers no. and hookers and blow and whatnot like <laughs> you know there's you're obviously not coming to our party <laughs> <laughs> well you, you didn't yeah. get the invite so. <laughs> <laughs> well because be, be, the reason that is because like some of the members have to hop in the van and drive you back to another city yeah and that's and that's yeah. what I was a lot of bands do their own driving now yeah well so. they, you have to because yeah. otherwise you've got to hire someone to do it for you and you yeah. can't afford that you know there's um um yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta sort of do it on the skin, and and a lot of times you you have to sort of leave straight after a gig as yeah. well. You gotta you gotta go because you gotta get to the next town. Yeah, and or um, you have a flight at like five a.m. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, the red eye or whatever. So you gotta return the car to the rental place. <laughs> I was oh, reading that's a something. Fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's hungover and crispy as a prune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just on like. Saving money on tour. I've read. I read an article today that there's. Um, is it Music Feed or Feed Music or something like that? There's new Music app. Feeds. Music Feed. No, there's a, no. There's oh, another a new one. App that's yep. coming out. Where what they're gonna do is they're announcing it at Big Sound next week. Where they've set up this thing in Australia with participating restaurants. Where when you're a band on tour, you can register with this app, and they will feed you for free. And all you've got to do is like on your social media is tag him and all that sort of stuff and just say, hey, we got some, we're in Brisbane or whatever and we got free grub from this restaurant mm. through this program. Really? I'll it's fucking like, do that. Yeah, feed music. I just was reading about it and I was thinking, man, that's a brilliant idea because half the time when you're on tour, hey, you don't have like a lot of time for stopping. You just mm. drive, drive, keep going, mm. keep going. And, um, you know, it's good. And to get, like, decent food that's not junk food. Mm. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, other than, like, because, you know, you go past a dozen Maccas, which, you know. Yeah. But you can't eat Maccas for months on end. Yeah. Well, it's because, yeah. like, we, we were saying, we've been, actually said many times about how if we could trade in a band rider of drinks for a fucking meal. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. If you can get to a venue and be like, I don't want any booze, I would just, like, 
some salad, like chicken parm, chicken, yeah, yeah. chicken parm. Well, like, just give me something. Yeah, because um, before before our, our civic gig, uh, myself, Gordo, our drummer, and Benny, our, our key sample player, we all just sat down, and got a pizza each. We just sat there, just munging on a pizza before the gig. Yeah, lucky you guys I had so to work good. at the merch desk because we don't have a merch guy. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we were thinking about you while eating. That, that's kind of disturbing, man. Just sitting there, just looking at this pizza, like, oh fuck yeah, Brendan. I'm eating Brendan. <laughs> oh, yeah. All this cheese just reminds me of Brendan. <laughs> but man, like a, a good meal picks your spirits up when you're on tour, man. And that's just yeah, that's, you, but, when, especially when you've been eating shit the whole time. But at, exactly. at the same time, like I, I find it hard to eat before a gig because I actually get quite like very nervous before a gig. And like mm. I can't eat when I'm fucking nervous like that, so I'll just smash some beers instead. Well, yeah, mm. yeah, but just not the, right before. Yeah, like, not right before. Yeah, yeah, but like during the day, yeah. like that's what I'm saying. Is like you get to your destination during the day, and you know you got a lot of time to kill. Sometimes yeah. if you're not, but, but driving, at you know? the same time, it, like if you have a good meal, you get really tired. And you feel, you know, you feel well, tired. Yeah, yeah. You, you have a thing. decent meal, but you don't pig out. Like, yeah. you have, like, eat a lunch size meal. I'm just not eating right. You're not. Just. Well, do you know why you feel tired? Carbs. Carbs, eh? Yeah. yeah. All like chips and chips and fries. They yeah. make you sleepy. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. Like just big heavy meals, you know, just have something, you know, and get something for afterwards, you know, as yeah. well. Like mm. I, f- I think a lot of people, like when they're on tour, don't, um, not that I have a huge amount of experience. Um, I've set up more tours than I've actually been on, funnily enough. And well, I've been <laughs> on the tours as a tour manager. Yeah. But, um, you know, I find you don't have a lot of time and- once the the gig's finished, you know, you're looking at, like, the wee hours of the morning and yeah. it's like, what do we eat now? And if you're in, like, a rural community or whatever... You're and, fucked. And you're like, yeah. well, there's no, there's nothing, unless there's a Macca's there and then it's, like, just Macca's 24 yeah. hours, you know? So you're like, well, what do you do? So a lot of people, you th- got to think to yourself during the day, we need to, you know, stop off at a shopping centre, get something for after the gig or yeah. whatever, you know? Mm. A lot of people don't think about that, so... That's a fucking great business idea. Yeah. Imagine, like, uh, having people register on your app yeah. and they have a specific either a dietary requirement yeah. or a specific type of food that they would like and that's available for pickup or yeah. delivery anytime they delivery want. Delivery would be good because mm. after after a show you know they get delivered straight to the venue before yep. you got to take off to the next town or yeah. whatever. That'd yeah. be fantastic. Maybe we hit up this uh, feed music or whatever they were called. Yeah. I, I, I love the idea of that. Yeah. yeah. A, a free meal for plugging their, their shit. Yeah that's all you got to do. I think it's a oh, great yeah. idea because I mean yeah. a meal like you know not like you can't like abuse it like you go there you get one meal per and yeah. you have to prove that you're on a touring Oh band. so I can't like open up 10 Instagram accounts and Get oh. free meals. Just fuck. <laughs> so, like, dude, there's easier ways to get a free meal, you know what I mean? Like, Oh my goodness, just fa- like farming meals from yeah, yeah. 10 different well, accounts. I, that, that was one concern that they did mention in the article, They, they because it's basically you know a trust-based thing, and I hope yeah, nobody yeah. abuses it. Once I think it's a great idea, and once it goes up, I hope nobody abuses it because they ruin it for the rest of it. Yeah. 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 No, I yeah. definitely like the idea of it. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but then like, uh, like a, uh, another type of app, which is a paid almost like a subscription service yeah. where we'll be in town for these dates we want this sort of food and we'll deliver well I guess that's catering that's any catering yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah I don't know but what I'm more, more, I'm more, I'm more slick because some catering will just bring the generic shit yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah generic they, shit mm. <laughs> they haven't they've got an app now as well for like um, 
like I'm not sure what it's called, but for like if you need a backline and when you're on tour, in general, yeah. they've got an app for that. And we had an idea of, about that yeah, as we well. About yeah, it. And I'm pretty sure they've got an app for like if you need somewhere to crash as well, you can stay at other bands' places. And the trade off being is that when they're touring your town, they stay at your place, sort of thing. Yeah. So there's a lot of good ideas going around. Whether they work or not, we'll, yeah. we'll yet Well, it just see. comes down mm. to the person themselves and whether they're, you know, genuine enough to not, you know, like abuse something like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm hanging for the um, I'm hoping that that hot dog stands at Badlands. Can I can I plug? I want to plug our gig, not not your gig, the Maddie Trash gig. Oh, a separate band. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because okay. Maddie Trash is doing that one night only. Phoenix's old band. Yeah. 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 One night only at Badlands. Give us some details. Give us a rundown. So it's um, Rackelina Santella, the singer from Deadlock. We've, I think, well, all, all, all the this filth has played with yeah. Deadlock back way back in like early days. We played, yeah. I think, like Railway Hotel back. Yeah, like this is this is going. Back. So then, um, she's putting together it's for for a fortieth um, birthday, and um, Deadlock, Defect Notice, oh, and Maddie Trash and the Horribles. That'd be cool. Like going back to those old yeah. Castle Railway days. Who's DJing? Uh, Myth Von Voodoo and Leith. Yeah. Jeremy. Myth, eh? Yeah. Yeah. And a couple of burlesque dancers in between. Oh, oh nice. cool. And a big fucking dance-off competition as well. What date is night. that? Was uh, this 15th or something? Yeah, September 15th, Friday. That'll be cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. definitely going to check it out. It's for free as well, eh? Yeah, free event. Badlands. Yeah. yeah. I can do Fuck it. Yeah. Definitely, definitely check it yeah. out. It'll be good. Because we played with um, Maddie Trash back in... That's how we met, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played yeah. back in the day with Maddie Trash and... And, and, you know, Deadlock and all those sorts of bands. Yeah. So, yeah, mm. that'd be cool. When is it? 15th? 15th, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah, our, our um, keyboard player, Benny, is doing our keyboards. Because Benny, Benny plays all this film, but he actually stood in with Matty Trash a while back as well. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, a big Yeah. Part. Well, everybody that's in all this film now, except for Mark, because Mark we met through Ricky. yeah. Um, they are all from bands that we've played with over the years. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of like this tight circle where everyone sort of like knows each other from this sort of yeah, yeah. thing. Like Phoenix here, we met when we played with uh, with Maddie Trash and the Horribles back in the day, a couple gigs here and there. Uh, Ricky was in To Hell With Honor, we played with back in yeah. the day. Um, Gordo is in Kimura, like stealing Kimura, he drums for them and now he drums for us as well. So we you know, been playing gigs with them for years and mm. and Benny's just been in that many different bands <laughs> that like we played with him in this band, that band, he was yeah. in Invoid. Invoid and I think know. he might have he did some stuff with Deadlock because we were actually talking as I saw him yeah. today and talking about the old um Luke's rehearsal space up in Bassendine. Yeah. We used to go to, yeah. That's cool, yeah. So, like, yeah, everyone, everyone in the band, except for Mark, because Mark's just random. He just knows Ricky and Mark's here. That's how we roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, September 15 at Badlands, which is, and it's funny because um, the next day, it's actually up on the wall behind you, is um, the Hen House Live's first birthday. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so everything's going to happen that weekend. It's when you fucking... Next couple months are looking pretty busy. I've been checking the gig count. There is some town. good stuff coming yeah. up. October's looking pretty booked. There's yeah. gigs here and there, so... Yeah. I was about to plug a gig that I'm playing, but I can't fucking remember the date. I'm <laughs> but just going to um, it up. Jackrabbit Slims, isn't it? Jackrabbit Slims. Um, it's either the 16th I think the or 16th. The 15th. Plan, yeah, because yeah. you're filling in with. Um, I'm filling in with Hyla. I'm just going to tri- triple check the date before I before I make it. <laughs> See, this is what we, we, we just plug our own shit. This is the only reason we do this podcast. Oh, just yeah. to plug our own shit. <laughs> cool, cool. The 16th of September, uh, Saturday. So, um, Jack Rabbit Slims with uh, Puck and oh, 
that'll be with Hyla. I'm just filming it on drums for that. That's that'll a, be fun, yeah. That's the day after the September 15th gig with this guy. Yeah. yeah I'll be a bit crispy. Weekend. Yeah, that'll be That's crazy because awesome that's the weekend. Henhouse gig the same day. Yeah, that, that's big weekend for everything, I think. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And yeah. That, did, that brings up another topic in Perth with uh, gig clashes. <sighs> Yeah, clash. It's like I mean, in another in a city with a bigger population and maybe more more venues, like mm. that'd be okay. But in Perth, you know what happens. You know, even like especially in the heavier music scene, you get two gigs even on the one weekend, like a Friday and a Saturday night, or a Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah, like it divides the crowd. You know what I mean? Like two gigs on one night. Ooh. Yeah, because because there's um there's actually another metal gig that's coming up on the first of September which which because we were going to play that Frankenbock yeah, the show Frankenbock gig, yeah. and so now because that's gone through this other metal gig is going to be like the mm. the go-to metal gig on that night yeah that's this yeah. Friday yeah yeah, yeah the, um, this Friday we're supposed to play with Frankenbock yeah yeah oh well yeah. be plenty more yeah. plenty yeah. more opportunities yeah, yeah. yeah. wow two hours that was an epic one. that was that fucking was epic man how long do these things usually go for Ooh. 20 minutes <laughs> no, I'm no. kidding. No. No, I was going to say, Jesus. <laughs> On average, about an hour, an hour and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Just because well, I'm so damn interesting, I guess. Just so <laughs> goddamn sexy. Not, yeah. We just try to keep you uh, in close proximity the whole time. But um, yeah, man. The, the gig that you can't plug, go to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometime just around Halloween. Stay tuned around Halloween. Yeah, hell yeah. And then uh, Filthy Christmas, Saturday, December 23rd at the Civic Hotel. Fuck the yeah. lineup has not been announced yet, but it will be a good. Filthy Christmas is always fun. Mm-hmm. December, yeah. yeah. These these days will also be up on allthisfilth.com. Yeah. Yeah, we got yeah, a website, Phoenix here. Up, yeah. Phoenix here made us a website. He's, yeah. all, he's all about there it. There you go. Pretty yeah. fancy. Check it out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, check it out there, social media and all that sort of stuff. Just Google us. You, all that jazz. It. I, I advise it. everyone to add Brendan on Instagram. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> funny story, I don't. <laughs> Why? I don't, I don't like, okay, so I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not hugely active on social media and like I got an Instagram account because Phoenix started an Instagram account for all this filth and then linked it to our to our Facebook account, right? Yeah. So I started getting all these, like, oh, you know, such and such has commented on your picture on Instagram through the Facebook account, and because I didn't have Instagram, I couldn't go check the what what was going on. So I got an Instagram account thinking I could just log into the all this filter one, but no, I just make a personal one. I got on there, and I said, don't add any of my friends. Don't add anyone. I don't want anyone notified. And they're like, yeah, oh, yeah. And it, it's like if Instagram was a person, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And then, like, next thing I know, I'm getting all these notifications. Within, within seconds, he's getting seconds. spammed I'm with getting, fucking like, bam, bam, <laughs> all these people, like, such and such has added you, such and such has added you. Yeah. I'm like, Because everyone's yeah. phone's picking, saying, Brendan Preston is now on Instagram. Yeah, this happened, everyone's like, what? This happened, <laughs> this happened on a Sunday while we're at Jam, and, and his phone pings, and Benny's phone pings, and they're like, oh, we're and I'm like, don't add me. I don't want to be on it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But yeah, go and add me. I don't care. I don't. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll get. I'll, I'll, I'll get onto it. I guess. Brendan secretly wants everyone to add him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the reason the reason I started like like in being in bands was so I could like make more friends because I'm extremely lonely. So please, please, just come at me. <laughs> reach at out. Me. Just reach, reach out. out. Give him um, a hug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but more, more so, come to the gigs and actually come up and say hi. Talk talk to us. Yeah. yeah. Come hang out in the car parks. Some and human interaction. Car parks yeah. and alleyways, baby. Yeah, Bring we'll some have, drinks. We'll, we'll have a long neck in the, in the car park. <laughs> long a neck, cu- some Jimmy Beams. Carlton Drive, a couple of cones as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any shout-outs? Any more shout-outs? We, we forgot the shout-outs last episode. 
Who do you give shout outs to? Just we give shout outs to uh, shit that we like, such as Hip Flask, um, The Hen House, Giglist, Giglist.com.au for a list of gigs, oh. MissionCTRL.com.au for all the episodes. And Pornhub and X videos. Yes. We're going to give a shout out. Sorry. Sorry, wrong podcast. Um, yeah. But thanks heaps for coming down, thanks man. Thanks for having that was fucking yeah, epic. This yeah. is fun. Just having a few drinks, talking some shit with some dude. I'm really interested to see what we actually... Like, I'll listen to the podcast and see what we actually say. No, oh, no, I wasn't recording this whole thing. No. Oh, okay. That's fine, because this is this is basically how it, every ATF jam ends. Like, mm-hmm. we, we finish jamming, playing music, and then usually Benny and I or whoever sticks around would just talk shit for the next three hours. <laughs> <laughs> so. This is how it is. Yeah. yeah. And since we were talking about Sunk Lodo before, it's some Sunk Lodo. Yeah, Brendan. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks Thank you very much, man. Phoenix and Daryl. Cheers, guys. Yeah. It was uh, good, and I hope all the ATF crew tune in. Yeah. Check out Mission Control Podcast. Get into it and support your local scene. Yeah.